What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 34 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I am joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, been a, it's been a rough, like, last, like, however many hours, uh, almost 24 hours at this point. It's been not fun. I concur. Davi, our other co-host, what is good? Anything? Pushing out. Pushing out. <laughs> get him out now. All right, get it out early. Let's, let's, let's get that out. All right. That's, the, the, the views of that are expressed by Davi and Davi only at the current time until you hear it from someone else in the podcast. It's not a podcast-wide. <laughs> it's Davi. Um, and we, are, we have the pleasure of having another Pod Illuminati crossover special guest, Justin Blosser of Post 90 Pod. What is up? Disappointed, man. Just disappointed. Yeah, that that's that, that sums it up in one word. Um, yeah, uh, yesterday was was tough. Uh, it's it, yeah, it's tough. So we're here to um, walk you through what was the three-one defeat to Philadelphia Union at City Field. Um, I, I'm going to list out you a bunch of depressing shit. First regular season loss at City Field. Uh, two lo- two loss two losses in a row to Philly at home at different stadiums. Um, second loss other than the 2019 Toronto playoff game, we were up one zero. <laughs> like uh, we now we're, now we're at five wins, two draws, two losses all time to Philly at home. It's just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, at the end, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the entire match, but, uh, I mean, it's definitely worth noting at the end of the match, there's, pi- there's picture proof that this occurred at the end of the match. Multiple people in the NYCFC supporters section had homemade Cushing out signs. Um, one, I think one of them also, one of them also say, uh, Lee as well. Cushing and Lee. Cushing and Lee out. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, the, uh, this, uh, movement is, is gaining traction, and is now uh, they put it in physical form uh, for for everyone to see, um, rather than just uh, tweeting uh, tweeting or stuff on Facebook in the in the supporters group or the uh, or on Twitter. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's here. It's here. Um, and I and it, I can't say it's unwarranted. Um, some might say it's unfair. Um, some might say that it's uh, overreaction. Uh, but I guess that's what we're here to talk about right now. So. Uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll start off with the special guest. Uh, how how are we feeling about this about this match? Start with start, start with how we feel about the match. <laughs> well, I'll start it off by saying um, both times that I've been to City Field and sat behind that same goal, we've lost. So I'll never in my lifetime sit back there again. I just feel like it's a it's bad luck. It's bad juju. It's terrible. Um, but the match was really really fun for like forty minutes. And I had a, I was having a great time for like 40 minutes, and then we just got sucker punched um, twice by really good striker play um, on both of them. And I'd say on the second goal is more sloppy defending from somebody who probably shouldn't have been in the starting lineup. Um, but yeah, I think it was a really really hard game to be in their life for. I don't know how, how your experience with that. I know obviously. Um, you guys were there. It was rough. Yeah, I mean, rewinding it back to to pregame. I mean, the atmosphere was good. Um, the uh, we were all tailgating out in that middle slab 
by where the third rail and the Templados and everybody is, is posted up, uh, serving up food and just having a good time. Uh, Fan Fest was popping up. We went over there and I, I had some fun over there with my ne- with my godson, my nephew. Um, it was it was a good, it was a good atmosphere. It was it was a great atmosphere for it was nice weather for a match. Even though it, it was hot when you got there, but by the, by the time the weather by the time the game kicked off, and you went in the stadium. It became super windy and, and really chilly. But it was a nice night for football um, or soccer, as I call it. Um, and uh, the product on the field looked pretty good for, like you said, about forty minutes. Uh, Philly had some moments. We had some moments. Gabby looked dangerous. Um, and then uh, as as a uh, as the two FIFA resident FIFA players in the, in this uh, in this podcast. Would say then then a forty five minute cheese happened where uh, right, right as we're, right as we're in extra time, two goals come in within the blink of an eye and all of a sudden it goes from being we're jovial and, and having fun because Gabby scored a pretty pretty goal, to all of a sudden we're up one zero like okay yeah we, we're, we're gonna set the tone we're gonna run this like no one comes in here and pushes us around and all of a sudden it's like fuck what the fuck just happened how the fuck are we down two one what the fuck about the rage quit. <laughs> uh christian they played a a five in the back what a fucking rat formation well no but listen i mean it's a five in the it's it's the same thing that we do when we play three in the back it's it's five in the back in defense three in the three in the back when in attack it's like it's fluid um we even run a three in the back i don't even think we ran a three in the back no 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 i'm saying when when we do it not not that we did it it's like when we do it when we did it last year when we do it it's the it's five in defense and three and three when we go forward um, but yeah, I mean they they played it. They played that five in the back or five three in the back perfectly. They had three very capable center backs, um, and then I mean you have fucking Kai Wagner bombing down the right side and and uh, and Bazo bombing down the left side. Like they have they have quality, um, a lot more quality than what, what the fuck we're rolling out there with Kevin O'Toole and fucking Davon Gray. Um, Christian, how'd you, how'd, I said how'd, as well. I st- Christian, how'd you feel about pregame? How'd you feel about the, about this first half of the match? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there much pregame, uh, so because I kind of got there late because the two was fucking up and had a mechanical failure, so I had to wait for like twenty minutes on that and wait for that to get going. Um, how I felt about the match? I mean, uh, just for the first. 35 minutes bare minimum uh i felt pretty good about it obviously the Pereira goal was very very nice it was a well-worked goal it probably would have been a penalty had he not scored it anyway because ledesma got absolutely fucking clattered nice in touch the box. though uh-huh hell of a touch for him to, for him to oh, poke that ball over yeah yeah it was it was a good touch uh i mean it it was it was either a gabby goal or it was going to a penalty spot where santi probably would have taken it but like um great goal uh loved the celebration afterwards felt like really good came right up to the fans did like one of these and like just uh you know gabby's just electric and i love watching him play he's by far the best player on the pitch whenever he's on it um for our team um or or you could make that case for uh jimmy sands but uh in this case it was definitely gabby on this night and you know and then you know not too long after he is kind of like off balance after like cutting inside takes a shot that hits the crossbar um, so like right there, you're thinking, wow, we're flying, you know, like, like the, 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 it, this, this, this plane ain't coming to a stop. Uh, and I look at the, uh, I, I'm, I'm making sure to pay attention to the midfield line because I want to see how much stoppage time there's going to be because there did feel like there were a few stoppages during the first half. I see four minutes. I'm like, all right, we can manage that. Just, uh, you know, cause 
you know, I'm pointing because I brought my girlfriend to me uh, with me for, for the first time. Uh, she had never been to an NYCFC match. She, I actually just found out she'd never been to a football match in a stadium before. So I pointed towards the center field plan. I'm like, okay, there's where our stopping time is going to be. I'm like, four minutes, all right, not bad. Not seconds later, they score. And I'm just like, okay. You know, like, uh, very frustrating, but 1-1 one, one isn't the end of the world at the at the end of the first half. You know, it, it, it could, could be worse. And then... I don't even know what happened in the second goal because I literally like, turned around like for a second and then I turned back around. They're back in our box and I just see it looked like Barraza could have gotten it, uh, but just decided to spit on it and just, you know, take a take his chances with a point blank shot. Uh, uh, and then they wound up getting the penalty in the uh, in the second half. We get denied a penalty for some unknown fucking reason. Um because that Gabe Siegel, Andre Blake thing, you can't tell me it's not a penalty. It's a clear-cut penalty. Gabe oh, gets well. to the ball first. Uh, Andre takes him out. Uh, you could say it's soft, but honestly, I was right in front of the Tiago Martins. Now, did he rough him up a little bit? Yeah, but it's not like he didn't, like, drag him down. Like, like, like Andre Blake takes the feet out from underneath Siegel. They're both penalties, but he doesn't even go to the board to look for that one. And, yeah, um, awful game. Uh, I am 150. I don't give a fuck what NYCFC Twitter has to say because, uh, I mean, there's things that I want to say about NYCFC Twitter that I'm going to forego right now because I don't feel like making more enemies than I already have. But uh, uh, I fully support the cushing out signs uh, at the end of the game. Uh, and and I also would like to take note that in 2021, when Dyla out signs started appearing in the supporter section, there were players such as Tati Castellanos, arguably the most influential player in that locker room at that time, telling, urging, urging supporters to take them down and put them away. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. The cooking out signs were right in front of Maxime Cheneau and Luis Barraza and everybody else in the team, and nobody said anything about them. That's all I need to say. After, after that game, none of the players were motioning towards the fans. And, and it wasn't like it was in the back of the supporter section like the fucking Dyla Out signs were. Like, like if, the, if you go back and watch those clips, the Dyla Out signs are, like, way far, like, into the bleachers. Like, and, and also, like, the names are, like, 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 they're even hard to see because there's so many names. It said Dyla, Lee, and Sims. Like, we're talking big Cushing Out banners, black on white dead front right next to the corner flag where they come to see us not they pretended like they didn't even see it and i think that speaks volumes cushing has lost the locker room he doesn't know how to fucking gear this team up he doesn't know what to do uh i, I don't want to hear anything about a lack of depth because like i said uh, on the last episode you can make a case a very compelling case that this team is struggling with depth right now but i'm sorry there's more than there's more than enough talent in this in the starting 11 to win games with. And it's not like we had a nine at the second half of last year when we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We were playing with Talis Magno at the nine for that, that half a year. And it's not like Talis is a thoroughbred nine. I think we've come to see that he's absolutely not. And you can't win this. You can't win with Gabby Pereira, Santi Rodriguez, Talis Magno, Keaton Park, James Sands, Tiago Martins, Mac Maxine Cheneau. You can't win with those guys. Like, really? You want to convince uh, Michi Ilinich, even. I mean, Michi Ilinich has shown me enough. I've had people fucking tell me that Kayvon Gray deserves to be starting over Michi Ilinich on fucking Twitter. What drugs are you fucking on? First of all, I want some because it's been a very, very stressful period for me. 
Yeah. You get the point. You get the point. Uh, I, I'm, uh, my Andrew would kill me for ranting right now, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> I, just, I just saw the attendance. 22,830 people were at the So our highest attendance ever at City Field got treated to that bullshit. Not to mention the greatest TIFO in NYCFC history. The greatest. Don't want to hear it. That is the best thing I've ever seen. I, I'm a godfather stan. So seeing that was like... Wow. So then, I, yeah. I love the TIFO. I love the TIFO. I, I love that we finally did, decided to do a vertical one instead of doing the one where they just pass it up the uh, the stands. The only thing that would have put been the icing on the cake of that TIFO was rather than it being the Godfather, if it was Maxime Cheneau. Imagine if it was Maxime yeah. Cheneau dressed up like the Godfather with the ring on. That would have been okay. awesome. <laughs> But, but can I say something? Vito Corleone has way more clout in yeah. New York than Max Pino does. Like, like, let's just face facts. Yeah, but it was it was a really great TIFO. But yeah, so uh, largest attendance ever at City Field. Um, in terms of a game against Philly at home, it it only ranked five, fifth out of ninth out of nine games that we played against them at home. It was only the fifth largest attendance for an NYCFC match. And I think it's something that worth keeping an eye on is comparing the attendances at City Field compared to Yankee Stadium because, I mean, everyone knows, everyone and their mother at this point knows that um, our future home is going to be right across the street from City Field. But our City Field attendances have not even touched what our Yankee Stadium attendances were. It looked it looked full last night. Uh, yeah. I, I, as well. I, don't th- I don't think as many seats exist in the lower bowl uh at, at, at city field uh and i don't think they allocate us as many because you because there's a, a way bigger section of city, city field that they do not sell tickets at yes but it's not like, it's, it's not even like people are are like scrambling to get these to get tickets it's not like these tickets are are hard to come by the tickets are easy to come by it's not like but in the first few seasons at yankee it was it, it was like the, the tickets were either very very highly priced or they were hard to come by um like they sold out quick. What I'm saying is these these tickets you can go on. You can you can literally go on in the parking lot before you go into the match and you can get a ticket um, off of like a second a secondary site. Um, yeah. So 30, 30 minutes. GP nice goal from Ledesma. Who who did the ball come from that went to Ledesma? That he tapped over to the side to to Gabi. Was Santi? Was it Santi? Santi played the ball into Ledesma. Ledesma played the ball as he was getting fouled out to. Out to uh, Gabi, and it was it was a, was it was it a Gabi trademark goal at left foot? Correct, left foot far post. Left foot, yeah. left foot curler on the ground. Yeah, left foot far post. Um, yeah, whoa. Yeah, Gabi t- Gabi trademark goal. Um, yeah, forty uh, fifth minute plus one. Uh, Jack Elliott long ball into Julian Carranza. Uh, I, I I I'm I'm still struggling to figure out exactly what Tiago uh, Martinez was doing, um, in the moment. Um, he uh. Carranza just brings it down and 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 like like just goal like it's just it was like I'm looking at him, I'm like I'm like Tiago was right there like what happened why didn't he head it chest it do something he did, the ball just went to Carranza and he blasted into the back of the net so at that point you're kind of shell shocked like what the fuck just happened and then two minutes later in stop further into stoppage time very similarly the ball gets uh, from uh, from Ure. To Carranza and Carranza buries another one. So like it's like he like Carranza we know is their dangerous player. He transferred there from Inter Miami. Um, he's been there for over a season now. Um, he he's their guy there. Um, to their goal scorer, they're they're nine, and he bangs in two in the back of the net at the end of the first half. And I mean, going in going into the fifteen minute halftime, like Justin, like what was the what was the emotions? What was going through your head at the, in that moment? Like like, <laughs> yeah. 
Honestly, after the first one, I, it felt like a sucker punch, but I I still, I don't know, it didn't feel as bad as the second one. The second one literally felt like our soul was ripped out of us. And from where we were sitting, I know, Davi, uh, you're right underneath where we were. Um, to us, it sounded like the Philly fans throughout the entire game were much louder than us. Like, I couldn't hear the support section at all. And typically, that's all I can hear, no matter where I'm at in the stadium. Um, all I heard all the entire game was Philly. And that, I mean, that led me to be more pissed off in that moment than I probably should have been. Um, so, funny funny story, really quick. I don't want to cut you off, Justin. We yeah. couldn't even hear them on the other side of the pitch. Really? Yeah, so maybe yeah. we're just dealing with the same thing. Because I remember at one point, they were singing, like, we can't hear you. They were, they were like, chanting that across to them, right? I heard them singing that. Well, they, yeah, they were yeah. looking up at our section as well, like well, like we yeah. were the support section. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's typical bitch Philly behavior. Um, but yeah. I mean, like, 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 we literally couldn't hear them either. And from the looks of it, they even had a drum with them. Yeah, so yeah they had a drum. I, yeah. We literally could. I could not hear anything. I, I'm talking like at the end, towards the end of the game, like that, like, like, like tensions were high in our supporters section we still couldn't hear them and, and like we were like yeah. kind of like quieter than usual i still couldn't hear them from across the pitch which yeah, is weird cool. considering that city field's usually pretty loud yeah unfortunately we couldn't we couldn't hear our supporters at all and all i heard all game was was these rowdy philly fans um which i, I had like um not a souvenir cup but just a regular coca-cola cup and i i was strongly considering chucking that thing into their support <laughs> section i was so pissed off like yeah, hearing them and their fucking drum i just i wanted to chuck my coca-cola like literally as far as i could into their support section you and Dobby so, were only about five sections away from them right they were right to your they yeah. were to your right hand side i was uh, a, i was a two minute walk from being in range for that shot so I, sitting I, in I, I fucking hate i fucking hated the fact that they were fucking loud and that end of the state it's unacceptable i mean Especially from the, these fucking cunts from oh. two hours south. Jesus fucking... And we're, the worst thing about it is that we're not even going to hear the end of it. Genuinely. We're not going to hear the end of it from their fans on fucking Twitter. Which fucking, uh, it's so annoying. But Well, they were quiet. Yeah. They were quiet after our goal. They were, yeah, then, they were quiet. Then for they the equalized. And then they're like, we can't hear you. And we're like, now you want to talk? Like, <laughs> all of a sudden you're you're piping up? Like, I don't know. Uh, uh, so there were a group of Philly fans like in a section that was above the supporter section um, uh, who act, like one of them threw a fucking cup and I was uh, I'm, I'm, I'm outing myself right now but I don't even give a fuck because this is just how it was um, I was like you know what that's fine because they have to come down those fucking stairs right there there and uh, you know we can we can fucking you know you know settle that shit you know like in a second if you want you know like and none of them looked like they had ever been in a fight in their lives because that's typically where people from the Philly suburbs of Hester never been in a fight in their fucking lives. So, I mean, like, just typical bitch-made shit from a bitch-made city um, who support a bitch-made cupless team. So that's about as much as I have to fucking say about Philly. So I, we, we, I literally, I would say it if, I, if, I, uh, if it was true. We literally didn't hear them from across the pit. So, yeah, like, we can't hear you. It's like, yeah, we can't hear you either. Like, like. <laughs> Uh, like, like we literally can't hear you. Like, like it, and and I'm talking like 87th minute. It was starting to get quiet in the supporter section because uh, drumming and everything like that, like took like went became secondary to holding up the big fucking coaching out banners that we that we had brought. And yeah, uh, 
garbage. The, the, the garbage. <laughs> that, that, that it, you can literally title this episode garbage and nothing else. <laughs> Basuda. Rumple it up and Me- fucking throw it in the trash can. Kobe, like, like it, it's fucking garbage. Well, so I know you guys were talking about, um, you know, Cushing and, and his decisions. Um, I didn't like the O'Toole decision, um, and I I don't think he played well. The well, Jason, Jason Jason decision though was bad. I looked at it and I didn't like it, but I thought he played he played his best game, in my opinion, for us last night. Like he actually looked like a dangerous like he could be a dangerous player. He should have scored. He should have scored before. He should have scored. Yeah. He should have scored. But that, I would argue that's probably his first time. In front of goal in the MLS, that's not like a part of MLS. Well, no, uh, no, uh, he he missed he missed uh, he missed that cross. Sitter. the sitter, the, the remember the cross from Pellegrini, where he dinked it off the he dinked it or did he miss it or what did he dink off the post? That? It was Chicago. It was Chicago. He hit the post. Yeah, yeah. It was I thought sitter. that was going to be the first um, homegrown. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be our it. homegrowns are just. I mean, if he kicks it anywhere but dead center of the goal, it has a chance. I mean, he and it was it was such an anticlimactic way of ending the first half. It was just like he shot that. We were all kind of like looking around, and then the half just ended right there, right like right there. Yeah. But like it would have been like I a, got the same problem. I can't I can't stop shooting at the keeper either. I, <laughs> it's not in my DNA. I I shoot it directly at the keeper every time. So. <laughs> All right, so before we get to talking about the second half, um, we, we got so wrapped up in jumping into the first half that uh, we, we, we kind of bypassed the uh, rapid-fire question. So let's retract here and do a little halftime rapid-fire. Who is your favorite current NYCFC player? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with Ledesma. <laughs> Richie Ledesma. Ledesma, I think. Okay. Yeah, which is unfortunate because he might have uh, actually gotten hurt last night, so we'll see. I mean, the other unfortunate thing is that he's he's a true rental. Like, we do not have a buy-on clause on him. He will be returning to PSV uh, at the end of his I don't loan. think he wants to stay either. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's a nifty little player. I mean, he, he's inconsistent, but he is serviceable. Very serviceable. Um, favorite all-time NYCFC player? All-time. Mike, um, yeah. I'm going to go for a culture pick. Quadro Poku. Okay. Is this two in a row? Christian, Davi, is this it is two in a row? Two in a it row that we got. Quadwo Poco is the answer. Nice. He's like the, he, so he. I mean, he scored some goals in MLS play, but I mean more so like the, I remember that Cosmos goal in the U.S. Open Cup. Like that was like he was like an Open Cup legend uh, for us. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish he would have got a longer longer run in MLS. I mean, I, he was a journeyman afterwards, bounced around. I think he played for like the Miami Fusion or some shit. Um, but yeah. I, I, I wish he would have stayed around yep. for a little bit longer. Favorite NYCFC kit? The inaugural um, away kit. 15? Without a doubt. 15 away? Beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah, the black kits constantly. So, I'm sorry. Every single time someone says the black kit, my instinct is to ask you, Justin, what is your least favorite NYCFC kit? Uh, The least favorite... Probably the Gotham kit. I didn't really <laughs> yes. like that one at all. Ah, yes! <laughs> Sorry, Davi. That <laughs> That's Davi's favorite. No, it's not. No, it is not. It's bullshit. It you said it's your favorite. No, no, I didn't. I just said I liked it. What is your favorite kit, Davi? This isn't about me. This is about Justin. But I'll answer what is your favorite kit? Go on record. What's your favorite kit? 
Interboro. Interboro. That's fine. Solid kid. I should ask you that before yeah. they came out. <laughs> I've got. I mean, I've got the Volt on my wall right there. Yeah. Yeah. I I gave my girlfriend my Volt last night, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can notice, but it's turned um, without the name facing because it's got Talas on the back, and I just can't stand to look at that name right now. <laughs> I've actually flipped it on the other side. So, me me and my wife are wearing the black. 15 away uh, to the Wednesday's match in the Bronx because we're in mourning because our club is dead. <laughs> it's beautiful. Call me Diddy. Call me Diddy. Joke by no longer recognizing my club. <laughs> um, all right. So now, I mean, we're going to give you a little, the floor here. I, and I'm sure I'm, I'm interested to hear this, but we want to, uh, we, and as well as the, the, the four and a half listeners that we have um, on Apple Podcasts and, and, and Spotify, we want to hear your NYCFC origin story. What, what caused you, how you found this club? If, if you came from another, uh, like if you came from like another club or if you were following MLS previously and why you d- decided to hop in and become, uh, become media and, and why we continue to follow this club, even though they continue to, to disappoint us currently. Yeah. Um, it was actually, you know, somewhere around the time that there was the announcement that there's going to be a new MLS club in, in New York. Um, Adam, you know, co-host, he just happened to send a text with an article that, you know, said that they were going to get a club. And at that time, you know, it's kind of, uh, I was like a free agent for, for MLS. I was kind of just, I was watching as a fan of the league i didn't really identify with any any club um you know we're living in connecticut so obviously the revolution's right there um i I hate the path so i was like there's no shot i'm going to support the revolution um and nothing i definitely i didn't like the red bulls i didn't like really any of the local teams so um when i when i saw that there was going to be a a club coming a new club coming to new york that's when i was like okay I'm, i'm interested um, and then we went to the home opener, and just the atmosphere, um, the players that were playing for us, everything about it just, I fell in love instantly, and it's it's been that way ever since. Um, in terms of the podcast, honestly, that was a product of COVID. Um, we were, you know, bored, locked up in, a, in an apartment together, and we were like, why instead of stressing out and texting each other and like popping blood vessels, yelling at each other. Why don't we just do this on camera and, and get our thoughts out? And honestly, the first time we did it was probably the first good night of sleep we had after an NYCFC game ever. Like we actually were able to sleep. Um, so that's honestly what started all of that. Yeah. I mean, I mean we're, we're thankful for that because uh, all the podcasts provide fantastic content um, to help all fans get through the week and, and hear d- different insights from different opinions from different people, um, as well as you and as well as other podcasts who have media or credentialed media, you guys have access to to Cushing and to whatever other manager and to all the players to get insights and questions and uh, special exclusives with, with all those players. So that's I mean, that's fantastic to help build up the culture of this club because without people without people on the, with boots on the ground doing this type of stuff then the the media is like the, the large media in New York is not picking this club up right now even after us winning an MLS cup they're not i mean like we have like Brandon London coming around to do some stuff but that's about it yeah uh, my well, first i was just going to say my first exposure to the post 90 was during the uh night owl versus pigeon debate that was my first exposure <laughs> and uh 
And uh, yeah, and me and the post ninety guys actually like like we started like talking like a lot after that. Like like I would comment on like a lot of videos. I haven't been doing as much recently because this team's been just a chore to follow. And like yeah, but uh, no, post nineties uh, became one of my favorites instantly just with how like uh, organic it just looked. I mean, I love all of the podcasts surrounding this team. Like I love all of them. Like they're all great. Uh, Blue City is awesome. Blue Goals is great. And my CFC Forever is great. Uh, but post '90s, like, like just like really special to me. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like the first. You were the first person that we would like see at games and recognize and be like, "Oh shit!" Like that's Christian. Like let's go say hi to him or whatever. Um, and that just kind of it made matches a little bit better. It, it, ever since you know you start meeting people and you know you're walking down down the um, you know back to your seat and Coach Joe screams out, "Hey, Justin!" You like you know. <laughs> It makes an upper book makes everything so much better. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's it's that's honestly that's the biggest reason we did it was to just get closer to the club, get closer to you know people who have similar ideas and that love the club as much as we do. Um, it's just it makes it a lot a lot more special to go to games. So, speaking of love for the club, where were you on December eleventh, two thousand twenty-one, and what did it mean to you? um the, uh, funny enough i think it's actually well it is recorded for sure um i took my pants off like ronnie um and i, I i'm that. pretty sure i, I don't i'm not remembering correctly maybe but i think they took part of our clip from our celebration after the penalty and put it into like their their little montage that they did of all the fan reactions um yeah, we were losing our minds. I I know we we went and got obliterated that night too. It was a great night. It was a great night. We we got we were watch, at home. You were, we were watching that watching at home. Um, we had gone to every single um, game except uh, we stopped at Philly um, because we just we couldn't work out to make the trip. Um, but yeah, amazing. It was just. I took my pants off, man. What else can I say? <laughs> I know. And it's it's so hard to believe that. I mean, that was only just in 2021. And now we're looking at our club in 2023. And we're on a, a large uh, skid of winless games. Uh, we seem kind of directionless, uh, impotent. Um, and it's, it's uh, and we have, lo- we, we, I mean, not, I mean, okay, we lost, uh, the old guard left. But it's not. We're not bare bones. The cupboard's not empty. We have a lot of players who are on. We still have players who are starters, who are contributors on that team in our current roster, who are current players, and it's it, like it's just disheartening. I think we might have gotten catfished a little bit by some players that yeah that looked better because of who <laughs> was a, around them. That's a good way. That's exactly like what happened. That's the best fucking description I've ever heard in my life. We got catfished. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I feel like when you're saying that, I feel like you have a name in mind. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a couple of guys. It's it's a few of them, and I think on our last episode we were actually talking about it. And um, I was talking about my experience living as a Manchester United fan all these years. I know what Deadwood looks like, and I see fucking Deadwood on the field sometimes, and I'm just like. Okay, well let's let's see how many managers this guy gets sacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then now pivoting back, pivot, pivot, friends, uh, friends reference. <laughs> pivoting back to the second half of uh, of this fucking debacle. Uh, 
come out in the second half, 50, 52nd minute, uh, ball over the top. Mr. Pace Merchant Defender himself, $2 million man himself is chasing down. Who Was he chasing down? Was it Carranza again or was it Gaza? Who was he chasing? Carranza. Chasing down Carranza again. Carranza's been giving us fits in the first half, at the end of the first half. Um, and, I mean, he, he does what a striker in, in that position is supposed to do. He, I mean, he feels the contact outside of the box. The contact carries into the box. And then he pumps the brakes. Tiago runs into the back of him and, like, yeah, run. I mean, like, you, if someone if someone stops dead in their tracks and you're running full speed and you run to the back of them, you're gonna fucking railroad them. You're gonna you're gonna run right over them. Um, yep. and he, I mean, and it, I mean, the, the the contact carried from outside the box in the box, and I mean, it, it's a pen. Um, I, that's not a play I expect. A, that's not how I expect a two million dollar highest paid defender in the league to handle that situation. Um, well, it's also not a. That's not. It's also not the way that Tiago Martins has handled the situations overall this season. Because I mean, I know like you have like your reservations with Martins, but he's been by far our best defender all year. And to see easily. him have such an, yeah, and to see him have such an uncharacteristically bad game, like post that. Because uh, I mean, if you really look at Tiago Martins' performances since he since that initial adjustment period, where like it was very frustrating to watch him play, and I honestly wanted him out at one point. Uh, I mean, he's been easily our best defender. Yeah, but you, you can't deny that that the, the the large majority of what he brings to the club is pace. I if he was if he was, if he was as, if he was as fast as Chanel, he'd be remarkably mid at defending. I I, I mean I I I do not agree. At all. So I if he was as fast as Chanel, and Chanel's like slower than dirt, if he was as fast as Chanel, you think you would still have the same opinion of him? Yes, yes. He, he he he. A lot of his game is based not just on his pace, but his positioning is very very good. And also, you have to remember he's constantly been on the side of the pitch with guys like Tavon Gray and Michi Ilanich. Tavon Gray is very very inexperienced and is kind of like just uh, as as far as the defender is concerned, Jekyll and Hyde. And Michi Ilanich, admittedly, isn't really a very good defensive right back. He's good at you know getting up forward and giving our attack whip, but when it comes to defending. I mean, he kind of got torched by, you know, he kind of got torched against Toronto, uh, against guys with, uh, you know, experience. And Tiago Martins has had to cover for those two players and their def- and their deficiencies. And yeah, no, he's very, very good at pr- providing cover, at uh, at pressing. He's good with the ball at his feet. Uh, he's typically very, very good in the air, defensively speaking. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, we, we we've talked a lot about how this, how lethargic our te- our defensive set piece, like our our, def- our set piece defending has been this year, and it's not Tiago Martins who's getting beat for fucking chips in the air. It's fucking Maxime Chinot and Keaton Parks and Talis Magno and guys who are just tall. I mean, like like so. No, I would not agree that like it's just his pace. So like like that makes it sound like he's a pace merchant. No, he is a pace by, merchant. By any, no, by any metric, he's our best defender. Easily, the main metric is his pace. He's he's stifled so many attacks this year just because he's fast enough to hawk down the striker who's in clean running away, and he's just really fast. He's tall, he's fast, and he can leg out and catch up to them. If he was as fast as Snow, they'd be putting those goals in the back of the net. Well, he's one hundred percent an athlete for sure. He's a better athlete than Snow, but I also think he's a better defender than Snow. At least in this current form, Snow has not been very good this year. Okay, At all. So, this, so is this this is going to be bag on Chano session when when uh, Tiago no, Martins was directly responsible no, for two goals being scored yesterday? Talking, no, but, but since you made the comparison to Chano, let's make fucking. It was pace. I was comparing nope. pace. Well, 
Has Chanel been good this year? Yes or no? I'm not talking about Chanel. I'm talking about the deplorable monstrosity that was Tiago Martins last night against Philadelphia. Easy goal okay, in the great. air. Did nothing. Okay. To, did nothing to defend the first shot, and then this d- d- deplorable Who's, display of defending to give up a PK, which which was essentially the nail in the coffin of this match. That was the nail in the who, coffin. That PK. Who said that he was good last night? Nobody. I but, said it was but, I'm not talking about Snow. I'm not talking about Snow when we're talking about Tiago Martins. But Tiago Martins. But you're saying he's like you were saying like on Twitter. He's not worth the money that we're paying. He's, he's been not. by far. Two million dollars. We were paying. We were paying Alexander Collins eight hundred thousand, and he was a fucking beast. We're paying this chump two million dollars to play, put in performances and like Al- fucking this with no goals. He has no Al- fucking goals and no back. assists. And you want to come back? So stop talking about Collins. No you goals, no assists. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about pay. Talk about pay. Eight hundred thousand for Collins. Two million for Tiago Martins. Collins is never coming back this year. It was never coming back. But compare compare the salaries. How much were we paying Collins and what were we getting compared to what we're paying Tiago and what we're getting? And you just admit that you just have a bone to pick with the guy, like, like, like. He's like, not that's good really enough. Good. He, we need to buy his salary on. He, he doesn't deserve more than five hundred thousand for what he does for us. Okay, fine. I don't know about that. Right. I, I will say that one, man. Look, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, look, every, that's a every, wild fucking take. Every home game, we we see this. Um, you know, they put it on the big board. Tiago Martins has played every minute for this club this this season, and every single time, I'm like, when is it gonna bite us in the ass? And that last night was it. He got hurt, um, which is not an excuse, but he got hurt doing something stupid, which is that challenge that he made. To me, I don't think it was really. I I thought it was really soft. I thought it was a, a huge dive. Like, I don't know how you pull somebody back like this and they fucking spring forward. That, like, the physics of it don't make sense to me. Um, but I think even even Cushing said in, in the presser that, you know, if that's a penalty, then surely the Gabe uh, is also a penalty, the Gabe play. I thought Jason deserved a pen as well. Um, Tiago has been largely one of the best players silently for us for a long time. And, um, you know... Uh, surely he was going to end up having a you know a stinker of a game eventually in my opinion so i don't know i'm not i'm not you know martin's out but he might be out just in from the injury he's getting scanned today and we'll see what happens with his knee well it's alfaro's time now alfaro i then the positive of of tiago going down was i thought largely alfaro was was decent like he feel he filled the role and he did all right. He made one, he made one pass, really yeah. bad pass that almost got intercepted, but it came back to us. Right. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, I'm definitely afraid of what his quality is with the ball at his feet, considering we're a good for a team that is committed to playing out of the back, and that's a part of our identity. So I'm, I mean, he. I, I thought he did okay in the U.S. Open Cup match that he got to start. I mean, I mean, he wasn't great. I wasn't like. He, uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like a rave review where I was like, "This guy, how is he not starting?" You know, obviously, yeah. I understand that he's the, like, but like he didn't embarrass himself either. You know, he wasn't like bad. He uh, it, it was an average. He, he did a job at center back. Um, can I be completely honest? I don't. I don't even know if it comes down to whichever fucking center back comes through in in replacement of Thiago Martins. Another complaint that I have about yesterday is Luis Barraza is fucking bad. He is not a good goalkeeper at all. And I don't have confidence that he's going to organize the back line, especially 
there was a few scary moments during set pieces where we could have really gotten bit. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, that comes down to the keeper. He's the one that's controlling all that. You know, well, like there was, there the was also that's... a few back passes towards Barraza where he just like kicked it out of bounds and gave him a corner early on in the game. He, he's not good. He's. I, 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 we've been to... like trying. I've been trying to. I've been trying to be as charitable to him as possible. It's his first year starting. He's never had this kind of workload before, and obviously he, there's an. I don't think he's got the balls, personally. I think. Um... I, I definitely wouldn't bail Braz out last night. I think I think that was his worst performance as a shot stopper that we've probably seen. Um, but Tavon was really letting him out to dry. Like Tavon was a bad receiver of the ball, and so was Chano. There were there were moments where I mean, like Tavon just didn't look like a footballer. He just looked like somebody like an athlete that was playing a role. Um, he, just inability to communicate, inability to be a part of playing from the back. He really left a lot of people out to dry yesterday. Um, but Braza was bad in at stopping goals. I think he was bad in decision making. Um, it was just it was a bad performance from him. And honestly, I would have preferred Matt last night. I think it was a perfect situation to bring Matt in and give him a game where you don't really have to explain anything to anybody. You know, you bring Matt in, it's him playing against his old club. We were off for, what, 10 days? Um, you know, just coming off of off of a, a bad run of games, it's a perfect situation to plug him in against his old club. And you have performances where guys play against their old club and they play out of their mind. He, he could have very easily popped in there kept a clean sheet and we win one nil and we're all fucking happy we're all drinking today and having fun very easily could have happened for sure and, and, and i think people i think clubs do that intentionally they, 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 they tend to play their former players against their old club like i, I was like philly at home like play like it would make it would have made sense it would have made it would have made sense yeah. to play freeze um now um although we had 10 days off now we're looking at a shorter turnaround we have we played saturday play wednesday play saturday so we're now with these close run of games here like does freeze either see saturday or midweek wednesday do we see him possibly for some rotation no no um no but uh i'm just so i'm gonna kill our i'm gonna kill our momentum here and say no so um we talked about in the, in the preview episode um, things that I said were uh, not to give up any PKs. <laughs> we give up PK. Uh, don't seed first. We, that, we did a good job of that. And then uh, don't feed into the Philly bullshit with the hard, with the hard fouls and just the the, 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 the momentum. Um, but uh, Gazdag, again, steps up and scores. I feel like this guy is – I feel like every goal he scores is a, is a PK. Um, he's, that's just... six, six out of seven goals this season in MLS have been penalty case for this guy. Yeah, um, fourteen out of fourteen he's taken. He scored all. He scored all fourteen. And then even like with Barraza, and even with Freeze, like every now and again, you you, you want your goal, you want a goalkeeper to step up and, and make a big save on, on a PK. Maybe that maybe that gives you the momentum. If we make that save at that PK, maybe it gives us a momentum to come back and get that game that that tying goal. Maybe walk out with a point at home instead of losing. Like th those are the moments that make differences in matches, and to just. Like he, like he didn't even. I think did Gazdag go to the left of the keeper and he dove and and Barraza dove to the right. Is that how it went? Other way, other opposite sent, way. Sent the wrong corner. Okay, 
Yeah, he just went the wrong way. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. I was like, because then they went and reviewed it to see if it was a dog so to see if he was going to get a red. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. I was like, oh, great. Usually when they do that, usually it is a red. So I was like, now we're going to come back. We're going to have 10 men in the field, lose our center back, have to resh- reshuffle the lineup. Um, and then uh, after f- that 53 minutes uh, is when that goal, the, the PK happened. And then th- then at that moment, uh, Nick decides to start shuffling around. He take uh, he takes off Tiago Martins, who I guess picked up an injury during that, like during the tackle. Um, and oh. Alfaro comes on. 62nd minute, Seagal comes on for Jason. Also, in that same 62nd minute, Tallis comes on for Ledesma. Did Ledesma pick up a knock? Ledesma picked up the knock in the, when we when uh, when Pereira scored way back in the 30th, right? And he was kind of yeah, he was kind of limping. Right. He was like limping around the rest of the match, like limping. Yeah. In. So uh, Nick was saying that he picked up the injury, then played through it, was still feeling pain, and they pulled him. Yeah. So uh, so Tallis came on. Um, I f- I feel like he should have made the subs at the half. I mean, and then he. Well, I mean, you can't really make the argument for the for the half because I mean, the game, the goals came. It wasn't like everything that happened in the first half was broken. It was just like like it it happened in such quick succession. Like it was like it was like a like a literal. It was it was literally forty minutes of like great football, followed by four minutes in stoppage time of just let's just get to the half, and the half just never came. Couldn't come soon enough. I wouldn't yeah. say that. I, like, like I would say, like if you don't give up that penalty there in that fifty-third minute, maybe there's a chance that we get back to that game and salvage at least a point. Yeah. Uh, because that penalty happened very. I mean, eight minutes into the half. As, you as, know, as so, soon as they scored the two goals, I knew we were losing the game. I knew there was no hope. Well, I, mean, yep. I, um, I mean, you think that we're losing the game every single week? So well, I mean. Used. Well, after the well, fr- what, what, what do you what do you want me to think? What do you want me to think? Huh? What do you want me to think? We after the shit. first goal, it was like it was a gut punch. It was, but like I, I was still confident that we that we could that we weren't going to get run over. Um, but then when they scored three minutes later, I'm like I'm like fuck. Like uh, and it, it feels like the floodgates are about to open. But thank God the halftime came. And then yeah, se- okay, second yeah. half, I mean I, I mean we were we I ran down to talk to uh, Buckley and and uh, Davi at at at, at, um, at halftime. I mean we weren't happy. Definitely weren't happy. But I mean. It wasn't like it wasn't like I don't, I don't remember you saying like oh we're gonna lose this game. Uh, it was it was just like we need to come out in the first ten minutes and and and, and answer to, to to draw it up so that we can have the rest of the game to try to I fight said, for I the win. If, I said if we started O'Toole and Cray, we'd lose the game. Well, I said it. It wasn't well, it wasn't well, the plan so though. If we didn't start Cray, we we were gonna start Ilenich, but apparently well, I, st- I, I still I, I still got it right on a technicality. Well, oh, whatever. But Elenic was supposed to start. We, we we can't control that Elenic got hurt during during pre-match or during. Pre- Actually, did they say he got hurt during warm uh, during practice this week? Yeah, he, and they were hopeful that he was going to be able to go. And then he he just wasn't able to. Because because I remember I was talking to Christian during um, outside the stadium and I showed him the lineup and I was like, oh, we got Elenic on one side and uh, and. Um, well, you asked me if I had seen the lineup and you're like, and, and I said no, and then you're you're not going to be happy. And, <laughs> and, I, and then I, Jason, and I, why is he starting Jason? I, I mean, to be fair, listen, Jason did have his best game, uh, and I thought he looked, there was periods of the game where I did think he looked good. The, the the miss was bad, and I still don't think his best is good enough. That's the thing. Like I, like, like we've had we've collectively like really criticized Talos, but the second that Talos came on, like I felt like almost immediately he provided that pass to Siegel, which should have ended in the PK. He provided uh, a lot of jogging, is what he provided. Yeah, and then and then like after that, his performance just dipped. 
and like it typically does because he just he's already thinking about summer like just make it to the summer just make it to the summer just make it to the summer um and you know and just i i I, I feel like, like if we get that PK there too, I feel like it's a game. You know, like, like, like we we've got something. We've got some of like the officiating. Like I have never brought up officiating this year ever. I've never used it as an excuse because it's been pretty much the same standard. Uh, like like, like it, it it's been a regular pro standard, which is this is pretty bad, but you know it is what it is. I don't think I don't think you can really look at any like individual like refereeing performance like this year and say oh that directly cost us the game i honestly legitimately think that the officiating cost us the game this week there was one particular incident towards the late late in the game where jose martinez fuck face himself takes out gabby pereira like it's a it's a clear i can see it from the other side of the pitch i'm like that is a fucking foul and a yellow card easy Re- referee tells ledesma to get up and then two seconds later, and I, I swear you, two seconds later, he calls a foul on one of our players for a 50-50 header. And I'm just like, is this guy on fucking crack? Uh, and to not even consult with VAR and give that a look? Because like, like, they showed one thing that, that always frustrates me about home games is I don't know what it is about NYCFC and whether it be at Yankee Stadium or City Field and not showing replays. Uh, during like these key plays, they showed the replay while we were setting up for the corner kick of the sea of the seagull incident. It was a clear cut penalty. A fucking blindfolded, stuck in the basement Stevie Wonder could see that it was a fucking penalty. Like there was no question about it. Seagull wins the ball. Andre Blake gets there late and takes him out. I mean, shit. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh. But you could have even made the same. I mean, it's a thing on Tiago Martinez. Oh, it is not a dog show. He's not, he's not even going towards goal, dude. What are you talking about? Seagal's not going towards goal. He gets fouled in the box. Yes, but he's not going towards goal. So it's not dog show. I didn't say red. Well, that's, say where you were, red? that's where you were going. You're like, it's bored. Like, I can tell that you were going yeah, towards it being a red card. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You're wrong. You're fucking wrong. I was never going to mention cards. There was, that was not a discussion. I was saying if the Tiago Martins foul in the box, which as Justin pointed out already, was kind of soft because he kind of he puts his hands on his shoulders, but the dude literally like throws himself forward. It was it was hardly a foul. If you could make a case that it was a foul and it's a penalty, sure. I wasn't that pissed about it. The dog so red was neither here nor there because I didn't think it was like I wasn't gonna say dog so like like there was never going to be a discussion about if that's a penalty then that's also a penalty, was the point that I was going to make. Like, 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 like easy. It's a foul in the box. It's a penalty. It's easy. And I was going to say that if, if we're calling soft fouls on us, like, 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 I mean, it was a little bit harsh, but, I mean, I think fucking Andre Blake colliding with fucking Andres Jason was a bit strong. He literally, like, fucking, like, cross-bodied him in the fucking box and then hurt himself in the process. And Andres Jason did nothing except head the ball and was just there. And Andre Blake, in his dumb fucking self, just comes out of nowhere and fucking gives his best Miley Cyrus wrecking ball fucking impersonation. Like, like I'm sorry. The officiating in this game was dog shit. I've never blamed really, an official. Really bad. I'd like to record I've to say that I don't think that Tiago Martin's uh, PK was soft at all. That's fine. You, you, he, you, you he, he absolutely mauled him. He mauled him. If that's a penalty, if that's a penalty, then we should have also had him. Period. I, I, I implore you to go back and watch the replay of the Seagal PK it's again. It's still a foul in the box. There is no discussion to be had. It is a clear, cut, open, 
foul in the box. And what does a foul in the box stipulate? You I think you should go back and look and see how much contact Blake made with Seagal. It's a foul. Still it's a foul. A he got, foul. He got both hands on his foot. I think you should go it's back and look at it. It's a foul. It's a foul. He got, both, he got both hands on his foot. I was behind the goal where it happened. I saw it on the fucking... Okay, this might be unpopular, but Seagal dove. Seagal dove. Okay, that's fine. Well, they all are feeling fucked over, and he still got the penalty. He didn't dive. Tiago mauled him. He, he, definitely, dove. Dove. he, dove. he definitely dived. That's, that's definitely dived. Definitely dived. He was any, right in any, front of him. Anything to get this fucking pen dag a penalty kick, because that, that's that's the he needs to learn how to play football, because that's the only thing he's good at, just taking penalties. That's, I'm convinced that's the only reason why he's starting. I, Andre Blake fouled Gabe Siegel in the box. It's a foul. It's a penalty. It, it, period. Point blank, period. Andrew Weeby might not fucking agree because he's a fucking idiot too. But I mean, it's a fucking penalty. It, 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 it like because like I was I was saying I was like oh maybe because I I was actually making excuses for the refs. I was like because what everybody around me was like whoa what the fuck just happened there and I was like yeah maybe he got to the ball first. Then they showed it on the big screen. I was like he did not get to the ball first. He got a handful of fucking seagulls ankles though. That was a that was a penalty. You cannot convince me otherwise. I'm not even gonna both, fucking both hands on his foot. Uh, that that's a penalty. That's a foul. He was going for the ball, missed the ball, caught the player. It doesn't matter how quote unquote soft the contact was. It was hard enough to warrant a foul there. One hundred percent. But Seagal dove the shit out of it. The amount the amount of contact oh placed God. upon his foot was not enough for the reaction of him you flopping gotta, all over the ground. You gotta uh, sell it. There's a lot of hate for your swing, man. How many times, go? how many times have we seen players go into the box, get touched, get fouled, stay on their feet because of some bullshit honor system, and then fucking miss a shot? It doesn't matter if the fucking contact is enough to actually force you on the ground. Sometimes you throw yourself on the ground to draw attention to the fact that, hey, he fucking fouled me, and you have to sell it a little bit. That's how fouling works. That's how getting fouls works. Not in the United States of America. What are you talking about? This country that's your that's European shit. Team. Is the, the South that's South America the South American swing and diving team? That's South American oh, shit that you fucking dive else? all over the place. You mean everywhere else where they play the game at a higher level? Yeah, no fucking shit, Sherlock. They dive. Maybe that's why we South Americans are notorious for diving. I mean, you, you don't you don't overemphasize a, a foul just to get a fucking PK in the box. That's not. It was a foul. It was okay. a foul. Okay, you can keep even saying he, things over and over. Even if he it a bit, it was a in, foul. In my are opinion. You, had the same exact play happened on the other side of the field with the way that the game was being refereed. It's being called a pen. It's being called a pen, 100%, and they're putting the fourth on us. 100%. Yeah. Agree. I mean, the, I mean, this referee was the referee who, who was in, uh, the head head judge uh, against um, Philly back in 21 uh, with the Gideon Zalalem incident with the red card. Um, he was a, he, That was his only other match in this series. Um, so he's had... Major incidences happen in, in the in the games that he's refereed in this series. So. so, so this piece of shit cunt knows how to fuck us over. Um, so one thing even that even the Zalalem red card was soft that game. Also, soft red card, yellow sure. A red card for that. Yeah, I want to go back and look to see. But uh, I want to go back and look to see other other matches he's had with NYCFC, not just against Philadelphia. Um, just to see what what like if anything else has happened I mean, with NYCFC. I didn't even catch his name at the beginning of the game, but Guido. I never want to see him a fucking again. His first oh, name is Guido. Uh, he was he was yeah, trash. That, that, I, I made the decision that um you know I was okay with um, my credentials being stripped for maybe a couple of years if I saw the referee in the locker room <laughs> or in the area in the tunnels at all. 
that I was going to let him know that he had a disaster class that he really stunk it up. So one other thing I want to talk about with you guys um, was a little bit of a, a, a head-scratcher for me. It's uh, bringing on Brian Kufre, um at the 86th minute for Tavon Gray. So we have Brian Kufre, who is a left-footed player, playing right back, with a non-left-footed player playing left back. And I thought they were going to switch, and they didn't. And, and then so now we have an inverted right winger and an inverted right back playing on the right side. Um, and I mean, we only saw it for what was it, like four minutes of four minutes of regular time plus what was there? Was it, how many how many minutes of stoppage time was there in the second half? Three, four, five. I don't remember. Five minutes. Five. Five. I, I, I I don't understand this fucking manager's obsession with Kevin O'Toole. Like like I just I don't know what it's going to take. Kevin O'Toole has not had a single good game since he began starting for us. Not even one that's passable as a decent game. He's been openly bad since he came in, but yet this guy just fucking adores him. I've said it on multiple occasions. Does O'Toole have value onto the squad? Yes. Not in this fucking setup. Not as an out-and-out fullback. What is this fucker's obsession with him and refusal to, to put Kufre in in his place? Like, like I, I don't get it. Like, like I've had, and I've said it multiple times. I've had several criticisms for Kufre, on Kufre this season. I think he's been mid as fuck, but I'd take mid over flat out bad any fucking day, and that's what O'Toole brings. He has he offers nothing defensively. His positioning is horrid. Uh, his attack, his attacking fucking uh, contributions are non-existent. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's created a dangerous chance in the attack since he's been put into the lineup. I don't understand. Well, I, I'm not going to get caught up on the fact that Kufre is inverted on the right because at the end of the day, uh, that's secondary to the fact that he refuses to take off Kevin O'Toole. Why? For what fucking reason? What is this man? What is this man doing that is so irreplaceable? Right. So I don't know, Justin. What do you think? Well, I, I want Justin's opinion on this. What does Justin think about Kufre being left to rot while O'Toole is just getting as many minutes as he wants? Yeah, no, I'm I'm a I'm a big Kufre guy. I, I've I even defended him, you know, when he wasn't really putting in great performances early in the season. Um, he was kind of just average, um, but he's he's so much better than than Kevin O'Toole is at left back that it it literally makes you scratch your head and you're like, literally, what is he, like? Yeah, what is he doing? Um, who has he slept with that you know he has this power over Nick Cushing? <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, I don't. I really don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, um, you know, he likes the fact that he's a winger, and you know, if he's playing Jason, then Jason can get back, and and um, Kevin can stay up, and you know, that can work both ways. But I don't know. I really don't know. I don't see it. I think he plays a good cross every once in a while. He's got a good. He's got a decent left foot. Um, I, I just, if he's gonna play, I'd rather see him. Like, if you're gonna start Jason, why not start Kevin O'Toole at left wing one day? Exactly. He, like, it doesn't really make sense. Why not play O'Toole right. at left wing and Kufre at left back? Why put Jason out there? Right, exactly. And have thing, you know somebody who's at least more seasoned as a defender back there. This is then this is the reason why I am pushing out. Because listen, if he was putting out a squad of his best players and it just wasn't getting the job done, and like the players are missing shots and you know, turning the ball over in dumb areas, you know, constantly, I mean that that's that's one thing. 
it's like that, okay that that's one thing he has and and joe mentioned it on the last podcast he's been talking about the dallas game non-stop ever since that dallas game happened and he hasn't given a one-to-one recreation of that same lineup since like at all like, like, like it's like like, like he literally shut like this is a fucking like well even though andres jason offered more than talis magno did last night i mean the fact that andres jason kevin o'toole and tavon gray are in the same starting 11 is just insane to me like, like against philly this is a rivalry game we were talking about it passionately last week this is a rivalry game whether you agree it's the biggest one or not it doesn't matter it's a rival this is a rival um and it's just this is fucking just this is this is where I get like like I have no faith in this guy. I'm sorry. I, I hate to take the AI defense. Practice? You're fucking judging these dudes on what they're, you're seeing in fucking practice. Right, lads. Right, practice. You can never. I'm sorry. I'm I'm all for practice makes perfect and everything like that. You can never replicate game day fucking atmosphere in practice. It's impossible. It can't be done. Somebody who does something 800,000 times great uh, in practice can fall apart the second that they're put in front of people, that, that they have to do it in front of people. It's not, it's not a one-to-one recreation at all. And I don't care. Listen, play your best players, especially in this big game. And two rivalry L's in, a, in the span of a few weeks? It, no, man. It stings. Can't do it. Can't, can't do it. You got to go. I don't even care if you're a sacrificial lamb at this point. We got to do something, you know. I, I'm fine with scapegoating your dumbass. You know, you got to go because you've done nothing to do yourself any favors. It's not like he's playing our. Be- he's not even playing our best players. Used one sub, loss away to a rival. Like, how can anybody look at this guy and say, "Yeah, that guy"? He's and lost he, the he, locker room. And he made and he made the sub just before. The nine minutes of stoppage time as well. He and, and he has lost the locker room. The proof is in the pudding. Not a, we have we have on record accounts of players complaining about them not being played after games. We have that on the record. We have seen that when Cushing out banners go up in the supporter section, right in the dead front of it where it can be clearly seen by everybody the players are doing nothing to quash it he has lost the locker room he there is no faith in this man's ability right or wrong to lead them through the dark times and like i'm sorry like even when things were going bad under the Dyla era players were still fighting for him players were still on his side and telling fans not to show dialogue out banners at the game. And to say that, listen, we're going to pick it up. This is the right guy. And yeah, crickets now. Yeah. Nobody's talking. You can't, you, you can't tell me that a new manager bounce wouldn't do us well. If we get rid of, we get rid of Cushing, I don't know, get fucking Cleverson in there. Or someone, I don't. Dude, you can you can begin hiring someone from fucking. I MLS. mentioned you can hire them off the fucking backroom staff. Some bull, some shit team like RSL. I don't give a fuck. Just 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 get someone in from from outside of the club or get somebody else. I mentioned fucking it on... manage these players. Like it, it, it's not working under this guy. This, this guy's got to go. It is his tactics, his in-game management, his subs, every every 
everything is fucking shit. He's got to go. He's got to go. I'm I, sorry. He's got to go. He's I, managed one I, game. He's one game too many for me. He should have been fired after Orlando. One game too he, many. He's like, like I'm like I mentioned this on the last two pods. I'm pretty sure. Hata Martino has already but said that he wants to come back to this league. He has success in this league. Has won an MLS Cup. Mexico performance notwithstanding, because he was set up to fail. Because Mexico's not that good right right now. Their player, their best players are old, and their young the, batch the, the of whole, players the whole aren't in shambles good. right now. Yeah, and their young players aren't good enough. I'm sorry, Chucky Lozano and and, and he's, Diego Lina are like 28. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's my point. And Diego Lina is not that good either. An absolute bust. Like, like there, there was no talent that he had at his disposal with Mexico. All the, all that the quote unquote let, prospects, all the quote unquote prospects Mexico have under him, they're, they're all stuck in Liga MX. They don't want well, to go I don't, to Europe. Well, I don't even want to get caught up on like, 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 like Mexico. But the thing is, you have options. There are guys who are chomping at the bit to get a job right now. And when Tata Martino said that, all twenty nine jobs were filled. There is openings now in other jobs because other managers have been fired. Get him before one of those guys do. Get on the phone. And listen, if you have to write it out, right now. if you have to write it out till summer, fucking install Cleverson or Medi Bellucci or anybody as an interim Robert manager, Tudor. and then give somebody else the fucking job in the summer. Just like you got to do something. Something has to be done. This is this is at home. We're talking about a game that happened at City Field, a place where we have only lost one game in all competitions that we've ever played there. This is a home game that we looked horrible in. How many times have we looked horrible at home this year? It's the only place where we looked good. And Just, now, and now we, 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 we can't even play our game at home anymore. Like, we don't even look good doing it. And that was on 10 days rest. That was on 10 yeah, days that too, rest. That too. We were on the bye week last you week. You can't say that it was like tired legs like you could the last string of games. This is 10 days rest on a team that where the average age is, what, 24? Like, something like that. It's one of the youngest teams in MLS. And you, you, you can't tell me, like, they weren't prepared for this because 10 days preparation for a big rival is that that's, that's more than enough time. He had more time than Philly did to prepare for this game. Yeah, you guys are right on everything. I mean, it, it, you this is when you put it into perspective like that, having that much rest before this match, it, that it really it amplifies the how abysmal this 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 result was to to Joe, come out. Joe, and, a Joe, whole you, match, Joe, Joe, a whole home match. match on ten with ten yeah. days to prepare. I'm sure he gave the guys a couple days to go be with their families and hang out and and kind of get away from everything to come back and 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 to be up one zero and then to lose 3-1 Maybe at home shit like this just not yeah, joe joe jo, you you said it man like when, when we were facing red bull you were like oh be careful because the new manager bounce and look, look look at what's happening at red bull they, yeah but they won, like, no, their first no, no but yeah but red, red bull, i didn't rebel i think rebel just lost last night they got smoked by fucking seattle like outplayed completely yeah, yeah so yeah, i mean like the, 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 the new, the, the, i mean when you when you say new manager bounce but they what well, they get like three games of of a, of a bounce and then it kind of levels out again like the rebels aren't good uh, they're not good the, i mean no, we, we we'd, we'd happily take a like a, what like seven points in the next three games under a new coach Are you yeah but that's me? like we're short i'm, I'm like, fucking like, shit. you gotta look like long term like the rest of this season i'm not like i, I can't <laughs> i can't wrap my head around us potentially not making the playoffs and if we don't start fucking getting results like pretty steadily over the next couple, it's possible. It it it, it, it is in the, it is in the realm of possibility. Um, 
So, like, we haven't not been in the playoffs since 2015, and they they enlarged the number of teams in the playoffs. If we don't make the playoffs, then everybody needs to get fired from, like, everyone. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so, just one one more stat I want to throw out about NYCFC Philly. I, I saw when the lineup came out, especially with Elenic on the who's supposed to be on the right, and then O'Toole on the left, I was like, we are going to be very right-heavy attacking. And you look at our attack, 46% on the right, 27% down the middle, 27% down the left. We were very right, right-sided right sided heavy with attacking. And then also looking at O'Toole playing left fullback, I'm like, guess what? Philly, Philly right-side attack, 53%. Over half of their attacks came down the right flank. They were just going at O'Toole. All the time. It was an expressway. It was an expressway. Twenty four percent down the middle, twenty three percent down the left, but they were just all right side. Neither of our fullbacks offered any kind of fucking resistance either. Tavon, who we usually say is at least defensively okay, decent, offered nothing. Justin mentioned it earlier in the pod. He left out everybody to dry. Yeah. Like, 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 like it's no wonder that like like Chanel and Tiago Martins like weren't able to get together. They were literally playing emergency defense on every fucking attack that fucking Philly sprung. It was nuts. Another alar- like, like, I felt like yeah. Another alarming statistic was that so uh, they 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 make percentages about where the play was. So like thirty in the home third, home third was thirty six percent of the play was in the home third in both halves. Forty one percent in the middle. Only twenty two percent of the play was in the away third for the entire entirety of the match. So like we, essentially, they're saying that we never had the ball. The ball was very rarely in the the, the away third of the of the field. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it didn't feel like that in the first half. It felt like we were getting up the pitch like quite easily in the first half, but the second half it just dropped off like entirely, and like we were we were feeding off scraps in in the second half. Like the first half, I remember like there was Gabby Prayer was in front of me like every five seconds. I felt like I was like. Dude, if like if you don't get out of my face in a second, you're a little Brazilian ass. I'm gonna get sick of you like really quick looking at you. <laughs> but but uh, and but yeah, no. In the second half, I mean, we it was just it was one way traffic. Justin, who do you think was the uh, top NYCFC performer in this match? Uh, Gabby for sure. Gabby had a really good um, first half. I thought he he really was the only he was one of the only people really giving full effort for the full 90. Um, so He's I'd the say only Gabby player out sure. there in the second half that gave a shit. Yeah, everyone else was jogging. Um, and um, it's, like a, it's like as soon as that third goal came in, like the whole team deflated. Like They just like, yeah. oh, well, it's another fucking loss. Uh, I'm also, and not to sidetrack, I know you guys are usually uh, taken off topic. Uh, we have, we've got the same problem at post-90, but Go I'm, for looking, it, I'm looking at the screenshot of the second goal for Philly. And Tiago Martins is barely in the frame of the entire box. And it's Tavon Gray and Kevin O'Toole um, at two on three with Barraza sitting back there. So I don't know how that happens. I, I just don't know how that happens. But I'm looking at it and it's making me angry. No direction. No Ter- direction. Terrible positioning. It, 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 it's That's completely on top. It, it, it's on topic, uh, like Justin, because... Your, your your fullbacks allegedly are the ones that are responsible for like or, or, these are the last two back on an attack like and and both center backs know where to be found that, i think that, that speaks to a lack of direction back there I, I feel like that speaks to a lack of direction nobody knowing where to be and no one knowing what to do which i also think falls in barraza because he's timid this would be a perfect game for matt freeze to come in I mean, yeah, yeah, but there's, 
I, I don't even get caught up on that because we're never going to see him. So like, I, I don't get my hope. Like, it, it's like the open cup, like the open cup for me. Like, I would love for us to be competitive in the open cup, but I know this team historically could give two, like, couldn't give two squirts a fucking piss about the fucking open cup. So why should I? And it's obvious that Baraz is the guy this year, uh, like for for better or for worse. And so I'm not even going to bother like fantasy booking, as I would say, in like fucking pro wrestling circles. You know, like like. <laughs> What 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 freeze would look like, like in net? Because I'm sure it would look better than this. It, it's hard to be worse. Well, only two NYCFC players registered as 7.0 or higher in this game. I'm guessing Santi was the other one. It was not. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Gabby and Ledesma. That is correct. Gabby came in at an 8.6, 8.4 for Fat Mob and and who scored? And Ledesma came in at a 7.5, 7.0. And that's only because he got the assist. Like overall, Probably. I thought Ledesma was kind of was kind of lousy uh, in this game, but uh, and also came off early hurt. Uh, I, I, I mean, that's probably why he picked up the knock and was playing hurt for most of the game. But like, so I don't want to like sound make it sound like I'm throwing shots, but like that's probably the only reason why he was even able to get over a seven because of the assist on the Gabby goal. Yeah, lowest rated player. Avon. I... Hey, Let's say Tiago Martins. Tiago Martins. Tiago Martins, 5.5, 5.4. Yeah, giving away a penalty is bad. Tavon Gray actually put in a 6.9, 6.4. He was the fourth yeah, fourth, but... fourth highest rated player in the team. I, I, I've seen these ratings before, and sometimes they they spit out numbers, and I'm like, how the fuck did you get that from watching this game? Our bottom, uh, our so bottom I... five was, Tav, uh, was uh, Tiago Martins, uh, uh, O'Toole, Jason, Cheneau, and Sands, with Martin being the worst, and Sands being the best of the worst. I would have thrown Barraza uh, under Sands, but yeah, no, Sands had a had a pretty bad game too. He didn't yeah. look like he was very comfortable. Lots, which lots is of misplaced passes between him and Parks. Yeah, yeah no, uh, definitely one of Sands' worst games, and I and I think and I think the record shows this. Even in games where we performed bad, the one player, the one constant is Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, no, last night he was uh, nowhere to be found. So, all bad, man. And when so, you lose that spine right there, and because he's a huge part of how we play, that, it's bad. So, I think this would probably be as good time as any to, to uh, transition to hopefully trying to talk about the next match. Uh, and can't, I mean, not, we can't change anything about Philly. The only thing that can change is managerial changes, tactical changes, player changes. I mean, but that's all stuff that's out of our control. Um, so so one, one thing that I am grateful for about this Cincinnati game is that it is midweek, and I do think that this team, like, typically I don't... be empty. I, well, well, the thing, I don't give a fuck about if the stadium's empty or not. Here's the thing. Like, like I, I really, like, in games like this where you are left with a very, very, very bad taste in your mouth, on these quick turnarounds... It could either be made worse or it can alleviate it just a little bit. Now, listen, I already said on the last pod, and Joe can attest to this, anything less than seven out of nine points in this home stretch, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that. Well, now we can only get six. Now you can only get six. It's already a failure in my eyes. You've already fucked it up. At least we cannot make ourselves feel worse. Uh, and and we need a midweek a midweek game right now. I would never say that in any other circumstances. Uh, coming off of ten days rest, losing to a rival at home, thank fuck we're playing a midweek game at home. Thank fuck is all I can say, uh, because this team needs a quick turnaround. Well, and since he is the 
they are the number one team in MLS at the moment. They are the supporter shield leaders. They are the Eastern Conference number one seed right now. Um, they're on a, they're, they're, lost. They're on a tear. They're on a tear. But the only thing, the only hope, the only hope maybe we can have is that uh, maybe they have to rotate some players midweek um, to get ready for to get ready. I don't know if they have a match this weekend, but if they have a match this weekend, I don't maybe care how many players they rotate, maybe they rotate down another loss. All right. Um, so. I'm looking at our history against Cincy, where we're the home team. We have played them two times midweek um, in our at home, uh, with the first one being back in uh, June of 19. We beat them 5-2 on a Thursday night at Yankee Stadium in front of 18,000. Um, 5-2 scoreline back in 19. And then we played them at City Field on a Wednesday last year in 2022, a 1-1 draw in front of 14,000. Um, so we have at, at home, we have success against them, um, a, bu- a bunch of wins. And most recently the one, one draw, um, it's a way that we, we, we were getting some wins. Then we had the, the thrilling four, four scoreline, um, in June of last year, uh, in, at TQL. And then obviously with the most recent result being the U S open cup, but U S open cup is like they, they started Vasquez. They didn't start a uh, Brenner's not playing, uh, and then, uh, Acosta, I wasn't playing, I don't think, against us, but he did play against Red Bull in the Open Cup uh, a couple days ago. Um, but uh, four wins, one draw, two clean sheets against Cincinnati at home. I mean, that's usually in, in, in typical circumstances you would look at that and be like, "We we we own these guys. Like we're gonna we're gonna get a result." But you look at what since he's been doing this year and what they've done in the build up to this year from last year. They're formidable. They're 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 fucking shit up right now, and they're, they're they're kicking ass and taking names. How are we feeling heading into this Cincy match this weekend or this week? Sorry, Wednesday. Oh, well, Justin. Uh, yeah, I, w- I mean, normally you'd be confident they're a lot better this season, um, and we're going to be heavily rotated. I don't see, um, I don't see any world that Ledesma plays. I don't see any world that um, Tiago plays. Um, you know, thank God maybe O'Toole gets rotated. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to be looking at like Matty playing. We're going to be looking at Alfaro. We're going to be looking at Kufre getting back in the squad. Um, we pro- we're probably going to have another Tavon Gray because Olenek is just, um, probably not going to be good to go, I'd assume, but I, I, ho- I hope so. Um, but yeah, we're going to be heavily rotated and I think... That could either really, really hurt us or be the thing that actually, you know, brings us out. And, you know, maybe Matty has his first good performance of the season. Is he healthy? Um, yeah, I saw him. I think he was in last night. Was he, uh, was he in the 18 last night? No, no, he was out. He was out. I'm pretty sure. I saw, uh, maybe I was mistaking him was, for somebody he else. Li- he was listed as out with all, uh, Alfredo. Alfredo was out too. It was uh, Alfredo. Alfredo and Pellegrini that was out. No, uh, but Alfaro, I was saying, not Alfredo. Oh. Um, but I thought I thought I saw Pellegrini. No, maybe my eyes were were mistaken. But um, I, we're definitely gonna not see Ledesma. I would assume we don't see Ledesma, so we're gonna see somebody else who ha- maybe hasn't had a lot of playtime. Um, well, give us your give us your eleven right now. Give us your your predicted eleven. Um, now that now that I know Matty was out, I'm not gonna put him in, but I, I was gonna put him in. Um, I would say pr- probably um, you know getting Santi, Tales, Jason is probably gonna get another go, and Gabby. 
So we're going to see them again. Um, and then it's going to be either Ke uh, Sans and... I think it's going to be Sans and Alfredo. Because Keaton's just looked like his legs are, like, gone. Which, you know, maybe that's a that's from all of the, the surgeries he's had on his legs. But his legs just don't look like they're there right now. Um, and then we're going to probably see Kufre, Alfaro, Chano, and um, I'm going to go Olenek because if he's a late scratch, then I'm assuming a couple extra days is going to do him good. And then uh, Barraza. Christian, what are you, what are you, what's your liner for this week? Uh, I mean, it feels almost futile because it feels like, you know, pick the pallbearers that are going to carry your fucking casket out. But, um, so I'm going to go against my own fucking advice. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Matt Freeze and Net on Wednesday. Uh, if there's ever a time, ever a time, I mean, I would have said last week, but I also didn't think that was realistic. Um, I, if there's ever been a time to mix it up, Now's the time. Barraza's shown nothing. Uh, so Matt Freeze, I'm going to go with Alenich at right back. Uh, hopefully it's just, uh, you know, hopefully he's good and ready to go. Uh, the last thing we need to see is Tavon Gray there again. We've seen enough. Uh, Maxime Cheneau, I'm going to imagine that Tiago Martins is not available for this match. So I'm going to say Tony Alfaro gets his first MLS start with us. Um at left back, I'm going with Brianne Kufre because if you're not aiming to win, uh, maybe you start O'Toole. But if you are aiming to win, uh, Kufre is the guy. He's an upgrade, even if he's not, even if I, he's not as good as I would hope that he is. I mean, he he's fine. Uh, he's better than O'Toole. Uh, Jimmy at the six. Uh, I want to take Keaton Parks out, take Parks off because he's been fucking dog shit as well, like all season. But that said, I mean, if Alfredo has been out for the last few games. The hack in there? No, thank you. Uh, so I guess we're just going to have to hope, throw Keaton back in there and hope that he figures it out. Uh, man, I'm going to say Talos at right at the left. Gabby on the right. Santi, where Desmond would be playing, and Gabe Siegel. Okay. Uh, considering all the possible knocks and injuries that we have uh, with Ledesma and uh, Tiago Martins likely being out for this game and uh, Mucha Ilinic and Alfredo still listed as questionable. I would say that. I know they're not technically listed as questionable, but they're questionable going to this game right now. We don't know. Davi, what's your lineup? Shit, 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 shit. Eleven shits. Simple as that. Eleven shits. We lost. We lost before you played. It's quite simple as that. Do you have eleven? Do you have eleven players that you think are going to be shitty on the pitch? Barraza, O'Toole, Alfaro, Chano, Gray. Hack, Sands, Santi, Seagal, Talis, and Gabi. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty pretty spot on to me. I, I have free start in this match. I have, uh, hopefully, Brian Kufrey making his triumphant return to the starting 11. I don't want... He, he got displaced from the starting 11 because I think we were under the assumption that he was getting rotated, and then the ro rotation involves being re-rotated back, and he hasn't gotten back into the starting lineup yet, which is incredibly frustrating. 
Um, pl- please put him. We were doing okay at home when he was playing at left back. Please put him back. Um, Kufre at left back, Alfaro at left at left center back, Chano at right. Um, I'm hoping Elenik is good to go at right back because I I'm a lot more pleased with, with the with the right back play when he's playing there. Um, Sands at the six. I do think that I think we roll out Hack unfortunately with uh, with the injuries and with Keaton just needing a rest. Um, so I, I do think we see Justin Hack um, get put in here. Um, I think we're going to drop Santi uh, back to like the 10 position with uh, Seagal getting a run at striker, Talos on the left, and Gabi on the right. Um, e- we, even with this lineup, we we have the talent to win games. Like t- Talos Magno, Gabriel Pereira, Santiago Rodriguez, like uh, Brian Cufre, Olenek. Like we have the talent to win games and put goals in the back of the net. And can like I miss when NYCFC was able to get clean sheets. Can we get a fucking clean sheet? Can we keep a goose egg? Can we put together 90 minutes where we don't allow the other team to put the round thing in our rectangular thing? Please. Please, Nick. Please. We only had one, and that was the home opener. Jesus. I mean, granted, I mean, I guess we were spoiled with, like, like, having a very strong defense, like, for the past couple years, and then Sean John, like, Sean John was, like, leading the league in clean sheets. We used to get, we used to stack clean sheets like it was nothing. And now we we had we had we had, we had prime Sean John in goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's I think that lineup's good enough to, to win to win the game. Um, but if if he rolls out fucking O'Toole and and Tavon Gray again against Luciano Acosta, Sergio Santos, Brandon Vasquez, Dominic Badgie, who scored the, the, for them last night, like I, like we're gonna get dumped on again. Like these guys just can't. They can't. Put it. Put it on record. Two nil loss. Okay, so he's going two nil. You think we're gonna get? You think we're gonna get goose egg at home? Yes. Okay, that's that's definitely a position to take. Justin, what do you think the result's gonna be this match? Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two nil loss. Cushing finally gets fired on Monday because I don't don't firings usually happen after the weekend. So then that I don't, I don't think you think he gets fired midweek, man. We have a game next on day. Saturday against next the day. Revs. The next day. Next day he so, gets fired. Next so day. Wednesday, you think he gets fired on Thursday, and then you think that we're gonna have a match on Saturday? What, I don't think it's happening yes. until uh, I don't think it's happening until after the Revs game. If anything, if anything so, does happen, Uno lost. We look fucking dreadful. We put one shot on target the whole ninety. Cushing does his positive PR. All oh, the boys, the lads, learning, oh, learning, talk, learning. Talk. They're learning, learning. And then David David Lee's tries to save face and fires him finally. All right, so two zero for Davi. Justin, what do you got? What, what result you got this on Wednesday? I'm gonna go positive two one. Uh, win at home, and I think Gabe's gonna score. Gabe's been looking dangerous. I I agree. I do think Gabe looked good off the bench last night. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, I mean, what he wasn't like, he wasn't like world beating, but yeah, no, he was he was giving everything that he's ever. I've never seen that much effort out of him. Like, like, I'm not saying he's a low effort player, but he was throwing himself like at everything. Like he was trying to get into the box, doing everything he could to find that you know, to find the goal. And I listen, I, I'm a sucker for somebody who works hard, who does, yep. who does their best, you know, and gives it everything and leaves everything there. That yeah. is literally yeah. all I ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it was refreshing seeing runs being made that weren't just uh, to the corner flag. Like I, I love just seeing a, somebody run through the middle of the field and, and not just get played to a corner flag to die in a cross. Yeah. Christian? So, 
I'm I'm caught in between two minds because there's my head and my heart, and I mean they're never conjoined to begin with, but this this week they're particularly separated. There's quite an ocean's worth of distance between them. Because uh, in my heart, which is using some information from my head, granted, I want to say Yankee Stadium. Cincinnati's very, very good, but we typically make even very, very good teams look pretty bad at Yankee Stadium. And in my heart, I want to say 2-1. I think my prediction of uh, not losing a game at Yankee Stadium is going to fail in this game. I think this feels like a 2-1 loss to me. I feel like I feel like O'Toole and Tavon Gray find themselves back into the starting 11. Barraza keeps his job. Keaton Parks puts in another fucking shitter. Talos Magno jogs for 90 minutes. Gabby Pereira maybe gets a goal, but can't do much else. Sancho Rodriguez is still looking clueless because, and I really think that's down to tactics and not necessarily down to individual talent because we've seen Santi at the peak of his powers. He's way better than this. I mean, everybody. We've seen Talos way better than this. Uh, and I want to support Siegel. I want him to be rewarded and get that home you know, uh, that home reaction to scoring a goal in the Bronx. But has he, you know, is he going to be able to? Are the tactics going to put him in a spot that where he's going to be, you know, be able to succeed? Is, you know, uh, is the piecemeal defense with Tony Alfaro having to come in, is that going to be good? Or like, like cause, I mean, we haven't seen anything bad from Alfaro yet. But I mean, this is not a man whose past teams, his fan base, fan bases have very glowing reviews of. So we just know that it probably could fuck us at any point. <sighs> I'm going to say, if I had to pick one, two-one loss. I hate to say that, and I predicted undefeated uh, at at Yankee Stadium this year. I never said City Field. I said Yankee Stadium. I was very specific because I was very guarded with that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm an idiot. We uh, I, I I under I oh, I underestimated Nick Cushing's ability to uh, grossly underestimated Nick Cushing's ability to lose a locker room and fuck everything up. So, yep, two one loss. Uh, Gabby gets the goal. Uh, the two goals are scored by Brendan Vasquez. Sorry, I know. I know you're usually expecting me to be for home games, but it's not happening. <laughs> not today. So I did all. I, I before the season started, I, I did my statistical analysis on like records at different venues against people, and I have this written. I mean, also I, I had. I kind of. I think I let your your uh, your mentality creep in with the whole not losing at home. And so I have this chalked up as a dub. So I, I got to stick with that. And I, but I mean, but I think it's going to be a one-zero win. And I think we're gonna win by like the skin of our teeth. Um, I think it. I think Gabi. I think Gabi finds a way. Gabi's the only baller on this team right now. He's the only one who has like the the left foot touched by God. Like he can. He's a, he's the one who's showing he can do magical things with the ball at his foot. He doesn't always come off. He hits the he hits the crossbar in, on his second attempt in this match. He hits the post against Red Bull. It's not always coming off. But he's the one who's capable of providing spectacular moments of individual effort. Um, Talis has not shown that he that he's been able to do that. All of his goals have come from inside of the, of the six yard box, and they've been relatively easy little kind of just tap ins. Gabby's the one who 
who um, who's shown that he can do things. But I, I also don't think that we are going to be able to provide like service like someone like Talos in the six yard box, especially if we have O'Toole and Gray um, manning the flanks. Um, so I'm hoping that we can come away with a clean sheet in the in the Bronx. I'm also fingers crossed and, and praying every night from now until Wednesday that that since he comes into the Bronx with a rotated squad and does and maybe decides not to roll out Lucho or not roll out Vasquez and I know uh, Brenner's he's going to Italy so he's sitting out. Um, so I'm just hoping they come in with it. And also, I think uh, one of their midfielders uh, picked up five yellow cards. Um, he's, I think it's Mascara or one, one of the guys in the, in the midfield um, is is uh, going to be serving a suspension, so he won't be there. Um, so I'm just hoping that we can catch them in a in a in a, in a down moment uh, for them, and we can just sneak away with with, with a win, um, and then focus our attention on on uh, on beating uh, New England in, in the uh, in the rubber match from the away away fixture earlier in the season. But if we can just find a way to, to sneak out a one zero victory, I'd, I'd be I'd be over the moon thrilled to to walk away with is that. Me. Is that your prediction? One zero win, yeah, is my prediction. One zero. Uh, so, really quick, not to keep on harping on this, but on Twitter, uh, Keith Burton, um, who I don't know, I don't have any problem with, says that he totally understands and respects the opinion that you know of Cushing out people, but he also seems he his defense of Cushing is. Just seems to me he's been losing players out from under him through no fault of his own. Deserves a chance to see what he can do with a full-strength roster. I would say that maybe he would have a point there. However, Thiago Andrade and Melda Amundsen are his fault. He froze those players out of, out of the fucking squad and alienated them from the rest of the team. Melda Amundsen got zero minutes in an NYCFC kit this year. And now in two games has scored goals for Columbus for Columbus from the left back position. He's got zero minutes ever since O'Toole came in. I don't want to hear anything about losing players from under him. Football, more than so than any other sport, is notorious for its roster turnover. We knew, he knew, he's been he's been with this. I'm not saying that he's been a head coach for this team for a while, but he's been with this team for three years now. He knew. The situation towards the end of the season, what he was likely going to have at going into this year. And I'm and I'm sure that he's been in constant contact with David Lee trying to get the reinforcements. However, that said, you had Andrade and Melda Amundsen at your disposal. Melda Amundsen, who is a thoroughbred left back, out and out fullback, by the way, who were severely lacking behind Kufre, but mind you. And Tiago Andrade, who in his last appearance for this club, scored a game winner, a, a game winner. He scored a game winning goal. And then a week later, he was gone. I'm sorry. Go fuck yourself. Like you're done. Like I'm, I'm with you, Joe. I don't think he gets fired today or tomorrow. Uh, definitely not fired on Memorial Day. No one's worried. <laughs> if he gets Friday and gets fired on his day off, that would be fucking hilarious. Uh, but no, that's not happening. And he's not going to get fired after the Cincinnati game independent of the result. If anything, we're looking at Monday next week. Minimum. And that's even if they even have plans to fire him. I don't know if Will Forbes is telling the truth. Or if he's just making an observation of seats that should be hot. All right, so let's do a hypothetical. Say we dr- we, we drop... Say, say we, we don't win Cincy and we don't win Revs. Just, go. Justin, for, for, Justin, first one. If we lose Cincy and lose Revs, th- so now we're on. How many games would that be winless? Nine. Eight. eight. No, we're on six right now, aren't we? So that's two, yeah, oh, two more. So winless. seven, eight. So eight, eight games winless. 
with seven losses and one draw, does do does he get the axe on Monday? If I'm thinking what the club will do, no. What if it's because I, what, I what if the losses are embarrassing? What what if we get what, what if we lose three nil like multiple goals like two three goal losses against the Revs and against Cincy? I just can't I can't remember a time historically where that would have happened for us, but. I think in terms of my mind, like I, I would probably be going towards change. Um, I don't know that the club really cares right now, though. I, I don't know that they're really that invested in this season. Like if they were, they, we would have seen it. We would have seen transfers. We would have seen support. We would have seen more. So I feel like the, ever since the cup, they've kind of just. I don't know. We we become the back burner for City Football Group is what it feels like. My counterpoint to that is that now with having fans in the stands holding out cushing out signs, I think that that's gonna rate that 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 these pictures might end up in emails attachments to certain people. Like, okay, hey, the fans are getting restless. They're making signs that they want our head coach out. Yeah. You think you think it's time to send the spies? What does that mean? Uh, if they haven't already, if they haven't already. Uh, Justin, just, I don't know if you're aware of the spies are uh, a reference to Dome Torrent and his bad run of form. They yeah. literally sent CFG people to the training ground for that stayed there for prolonged periods of time. That's wild. I did not know that. Uh, that yeah, that's that, crazy. Uh, after, right before the 3-3 Minnesota game uh, in 2019, CFG sent representatives that would be with the club for three straight games. And I, th- I think he said it, like, before the D.C. game, like, after that Minnesota game. He's like, oh, I'm starting to feel the pressure now. Like, the seat's getting hot, so we need to start winning. And then, and then they go on and collect seven points in the next three games. He didn't say anything like that. He told his staff that he was leaving at the end of the season. Tommy Turin's decision to leave at the end of the season was made before the summer even came. Whether or not we won a cup that year, he was not staying. It was over. Because the, the rumor was that Giovanni von Bronkhorst was going to come in. Because he thought that Claudio Reyna was plotting to usurp uh, hit what him. What a rat that guy is! Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, and now that the World Cup shit came out, we like, it, like, it's probably not even far fetched. It's probably like the exact thing that was probably going to happen to him. So Domi was like, "Nah, fuck that, I'm out." Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty horrid that you. Uh, I don't, know. I, I don't know that um i don't know i really i i'm gonna be watching it i i don't know that um you know a club really wants to jump and give fans that much power in terms of you know you hold a sign up and then we fire a guy um but it's it's the, his seat is hot like regardless of, so- of if it's hot for the club's view it's definitely hot in terms of somebody who's looking at results and knowing the, you know, knowing what happens when coaches go through things like this. The thing is, it's like even if it's not hot, and even if the even if the club has no intention of firing him, at least make it seem like you will. Like, like, like don't give off the impression that this that he can act with impunity. Like, like I'm not saying you. I'm saying I'm talking about yeah. the club. Uh, yeah. Like, like the club should not give him the right to feel that he can do whatever he wants with impunity because he's got the year. Like no, it's not. It's not. If how he doesn't get work. fired, what should happen is is Brad Sims should come out and say and demand more publicly, 
and be like this this cannot happen this this form cannot happen for this shirt for this club um and he should definitely if if he does not get fired there has to be some statement from a higher up that says we want more and we just maybe f not not flat out saying that firing him isn't the isn't the way that we can do it right now but just demanding more publicly would just, would fill something for me just put put the screws to him put some pressure on him put him in some hot water like like, like, like actual hot water. yeah but, but yeah exactly send do something as which i thought was brilliant because as soon as that happened their season turned around and dome turned out to be a fucking tactical genius so i mean like 64 like, points best we've ever gotten fucking put put the heat to that dude put him on the stove yeah, yep. I, I agree with that, but I, I I also think that the I think the fans have a little more power, uh, not 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 power to get someone fired, but like I definitely think that the front office is going to take notice that that the fans had two cushing out banners that were displayed prop, like you said, they weren't in like they weren't. It wasn't like it was one person with a tiny sign. It was it was a large banner. Um, that, prominent. That, it was it was prominent, vis visible. It was there. So now, if we lose at Cincy and they display it again, if if we if we display this for, I, I think that it's going to turn up the heat on the front office. And be like, hey, like the the fans are getting restless. Like, I'm ta I'm yeah. taking one with me. I'm taking one with me. I've already told my girlfriend we're making our own cushing out banners and we're taking one to the game. Like like I'm taking them with me. You're going they on will Wednesday. Be I yes. The, sa Good luck. the same Good way luck. that with New York City Football Club, the same way that we that the fans tend to have unprecedented access to like training grounds like for going to walk like with the third rail like i think that i think we have more if we're unified and there's large numbers of us that are that want things i think that we can make things happen kind of like kind of kind of like the way la is what what's happening in la did you, did you guys see the scenes after the galaxy's game yeah. last night with, with the with the with the the, yeah. the players yeah. walking over and just getting berated by the by, by the by the supporters and vanny's yeah, just sitting there just, taking it just like milan it was just like milan like a few weeks ago well, the thing is, to be fair, they weren't even asking for Vanny's job. They were saying Chris Klein. Klein yeah, Klein, yeah. But, but yeah, but but I mean, even so, the fact that Nick Cushing—what a gutless fucking prick! Like to right, not even right, fucking right to the locker room, right to the locker room. Didn't even look in our fucking direction. And now, listen, I'm not saying you have to be there and be flogged in public. Shame for shame for shame. I'm not saying you have to do that. The fucking coward hightailed and ran. Other players came over, still clapped at him, even if there was some booze coming from the fucking supporter section. Uh, like, they still came there. They came there. And not even all the players did, mind you. Only a handful of them. I didn't stay for, like, too long after the game, but the only players that came up were Chano, Barraza, seemingly to apologize to for sucking. I think he said something like, my bad, man. He seemed, like, pretty uh, despond uh, despondent. Um... I don't remember who the other one was. Uh, I saw three. Uh, like, I'm sorry. I, and listen, there it, it needs to appear, like you said, Joe, at the training ground. Bring those fucking signs to the training ground. Bring them to fucking NYCFC 2 matches. Listen, because at the very least, at the bare minimum, it's not a good look. At, like, like, once you start seeing... Because, I mean, the dial-out stuff was very isolated. The, the, like, 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 it wasn't like a huge supporter-wide contingency now granted i mean I've, as i were, as i've already pointed out today you know there are people who think that cushing has been done dirty by the front office and as i've said before maybe there's a case to be made but i'm sorry there's no excuse why we should be this bad with this squad i mean it, 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 it 
If we were in fifth place, like, I'm not saying we should be competing for the Shield or anything like that right now with the squad that we have, but we should be minimum fifth place, sixth place in the East. Like, that would be it. should be in the playoff spots right now. Not taking L's to fucking Philly, who aren't that good right now, mind you, at home, or losing to a fucking Red Bull team that was missing eight first-team fucking players. Like... What the fuck? So I think this all gets ramped up a lot if if these results don't fall our way in the next two matches. But like I'm talking like taking this thing like large scale, like like having the Templados come out with their drums and 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 walk up and down the block that CFG that uh, that city New York City has in in Manhattan where their office buildings are. Walk up and down the block makes like if you if we do the most, it'll get noticed and things will happen. Um, but if, Here, if we just the, sit the, back and just stay reserved and be like, oh, we, we can't do anything. No, we, there's always something we can do. If we make them notice, they will notice. One thing that, listen, one thing that should be considered, not right now, but should be considered as a course of action. Do, uh, like, <laughs> I hate to make this comparison. And, and, and as a season ticket holder for a season and a half, missing a game has never been on my mind. Do what the fucking Red Bulls did. Walk, out. Walk the fuck out. Walk Boycast, out. Boycott. Not, Walk not, out. Not a Wednesday match though, because those are, those are lightly attended. Anyway. It's got to be a prime a prime Saturday match. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 yeah next no, week. No, no. Because I wouldn't advocate walking out of this week's this Wednesday's match anyway. You know, like like because even though I said that this home stretch has already failed, I mean, in theory, if I'm being as pragmatic as possible, there's still time to turn it around. But starting on Saturday. Like, walk the fuck out. Go hang out, hang out at the bodega and watch the game on the fucking screen. Even that. You so, know, so we we have Cincinnati midweek. We have uh we have the Rebs on the weekend. Then we then we're away um out in Utah against RSL. So like say say we don't get results there. Then we're home against. I mean we could do it on Saturday against the Crew in the Bronx. If it, that's if we don't get these yep. results in, in the third. Um, in, in, yep, in that's three, the game. Six seventeen. It's a th- it's a three thirty game too, which means it's gonna be heavily attended because it's a it's not a nighttime game. So it's three thirty in the afternoon. I, I, I would say that it is a perfect game to do it at that game against Columbus. Uh, listen, I'm not in control. I don't want to speak for anybody. You know, I'm part of one SG. I'm not in any way affiliated with Templados or Third Rail or any of the more visible supporter groups. I have no control. And I am not going to tell other people how to support their club. If they want to continue coming out, that's their right. That's their prerogative. However, like, in my mind, we got to do something. And and also, like, I'm tired of the fucking infighting on fucking Twitter and in the, in the, like, the discords and the, uh, and I feel like our discord is the only one that's united in, like, pushing out, which is funny considering it has 70 plus people and you would think there would be some dissent. But from the people who are most vo- vocal, like i am the unofficial leader and and listen it's it's not like it's not like anybody was telling them to take those signs down because every now and then we get a sign in the supporter sections other supporters are like no 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 no. we're not doing that you know that, that that's not what we're doing nobody was telling them to take those signs down so even if like people aren't explicitly cushing out they've cut they're past the point where they can rationally argue against them so what, what do you and, what is your message to the people on Twitter who are who are chirping 
and saying that um, this isn't Cushing's fault. He he deserves a pass because he doesn't have a nine and he doesn't have any depth and he needs, more, he, he needs a tran- he needs a transfer my, window and he need uh, we should give him a pass and treat him with with, my, with, with, my, with kid with kid like kid gloves. My, I, I, my, I want my, the drugs they're on. My my message would be like the proof is in the pudding. Like we've we have started less than our best lineup for several weeks straight now. And coming off of a good run with that lineup, mind you. Like we came out in full force last night, delivered arguably the best TIFO in NYCFC history. Like like support like, like we were at a fever pitch in that support in that support section before the game. Uh and like just you could say he doesn't have a nine. He doesn't have this. He didn't have a nine in the, in the last half of the year, but we were still able to salvage something. We've proven that we don't need a clinical goal score, goal score to have success. We just need to be unified, have a singular vision, and and be united. But without the aid of Maxi Morales, without the aid of Alex Collins, without the aid of other locker room leaders who have departed, he has been a fish out of water. He has lost the locker room quite visibly and like on record has lost at least a portion of it. His in-game management has been dreadful by any objective standard. This is not a guy that looks to be in his depth. And uh, Gio actually just texted me because he's trying to compile some numbers. I'm going to be putting some numbers together for uh, uh, since Cushing took over the club. And... I think we'll see that this 2023 season has been poor. We are sitting outside the playoff window. Joe, ha- Joe or, did or you jo- say, sorry, uh, Joe, didn't you say we won only like eight games under Nick Cushing out of a possible games in all competitions? Yeah, I haven't kept up with the stats, um, but I can go back and look at them. But he he does not that, he does that, not that, have a good that, win that, percentage. That's crazy to me. That that's 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 fucking like ludicrous. How the fuck do we only win eight games in all competitions under this guy? And yet people are still defending him. He fumbled the transfer window. He, well, he, that, he's he, not a good He didn't coach. fumble the transfer window. He did. Still, that, that, still, I'm, 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 I'm blaming. I'm putting some on Cushing. I'm putting some of the blame on Cushing. I don't care. I don't care. You, you could, you could say that's not fair. I don't give a fuck. I do not give a fuck. All right. He, he, he's, he's part, he's part of that. I, th- I feel like him and David Lee probably worked together for the transfers, and they, I don't know. They, they, he just completely fumbled it and. We we got we got absolutely nobody. We got fucking Gabe Segal from the fucking non professionals in fucking Germany. Like really, you you like that's that's the best you can come up with for our striker problems is some kid in the fourth division of German football who just made his professional debut and just scored his first professional goal that saved his fucking sackless manager. Are you serious? That that's that's the best you can give us. Come on, man. Like, the, the, at at some point, Lee Lee Lee's got to take responsibility. He's got to wash his hands with this, and he's got to be like, "All right, I can't. Right, like I put my hands up. I messed up. It's time to move on. I'll 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 make a, I'll make up. I'll make it up to the fans. I'll, I'll get the right manager and I'll get the fucking players that we need. Because because what we saw yesterday was a bunch of sackless, overpaid cunts who don't who don't even get up for for a rivalry match. This is this is pathetic. In, in, in the in the biggest market of the United States, in New York City. This is unacceptable. If this was Europe, if this was Europe, Cushing would have been fired. Cushing would have been fired if this was Europe. 
it's unbelievable how he still has a fucking job in 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 this city and 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 with the with the resources and the backing that he has with city football group this is this is unacceptable justin do you have any final thoughts i don't know i don't no i don't i think um i i want our team to start winning and i don't care who's the manager and who's on the field if we're winning you know our next 10 games in a row and justin hack is our striker i really don't care as long as we're winning um as long as we're winning so let's put some some uh performances together start playing with some with some pride like like people care um you know talis mango can just start running and not jogging and um that's all i've got to say christian final thoughts um i mean i'll be there on wednesday like i am every single week you know like like at the very least i, I listen i still love this club i love the sense of community i get um from the supporter section and i don't want that to go away but this is it's just becoming tough i want us to show something anything please just it's it's time like you know just get your head down and get the job done or get the fuck out that's that 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 that's that's it yep david were those your final thoughts before or do you have more final thoughts I want the drugs people are on uh, defending Cushing because we, we we could really need some of those, to be honest, with the, the way we're playing and the fucking product on the field. We could really use some drugs right now. So, uh, but don't do not do drugs. Drugs are bad. Um, yeah. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dr- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Mackey. Um, yeah. The, it's fucking horrid. I mean, it can only get worse, right? That's it. So if you guys haven't um, already given a, a listen to uh, Post 90 Pod, make sure you go do that on all platforms. Um, they, they definitely give detailed analysis as well. You, you guys pride yourselves on being a 30-minute pro- podcast, right? Yeah, we're pretty short. Um, we realized when we were listening to other, like not NYCFC podcasts, just like comedy podcasts that we like, um, that we, we just wish that they were... A little bit shorter, a little bit more snack size, so that you know you're not spending an hour, you know, listening to Chris Delia uh, and all those guys talk. So, um, yeah, I, I we're typically pretty short. We try to get our points out quickly, and um, and you guys tend yeah. you guys tend to release like right after like the day after a game, right? You guys are pretty knee jerk, right? Yeah, we we try to we try to record directly after a game if we can. Um, Hence, hence the name post ninety. It's our it's our raw reaction to the game, uh, but sometimes it'll it'll be like a day a day delayed or two days delayed. It depends on um, on our schedules. We'll have to have your uh, your your counterpart um, uh, as a guest on the on the pod soon to get Definitely. to get his uh, his ideas and his his opinions. Well, he, he was going to pop in, but then he had he had to go handle something with his family. So. <laughs> Definitely give them give them a listen. Um, give everybody in the pot in the, in the uh, NYCFC podcast Illuminati a listen. Uh, all the podcasts provide great insight and opinions, and it's a great listen. Um, if you listen to our podcast, I would definitely recommend listening on like one and a half speed to get to get through all two hours of this podcast. Um, but uh, I would like to say, uh, like post ninety, like they were one of the they were one of the first uh, NYCFC podcasts that I started listening to. You know, uh, back in twenty twenty one. So around the around the same timeline where Christian found out about the podcast and uh, 
I just really like the insight of these um, Justin and Adam the what what they were giving uh, to the fans and I really enjoyed it. So uh, to kind of had something of my own like right now, it's uh, it's incredible. Um, I remember first I remember meeting them up in the Champions League game uh, up in Connecticut. We played a Comunicaciones and the you know we just chilled out for like a good like fifteen twenty minutes. We're just talking about football and. Uh, how it'd be like to, you know, for NYCFC to actually have a proper stadium because it, because the the view from um back in uh, uh that stadium, you know, it's a college football stadium. It's much better than Yankee Stadium. So you know, having ha- having like the sight lines like that, we were, we were just talking about like, oh, it, it'd be like so cool to have our own stadium and to have like an atmosphere like that, like on that night, even though we were kind of like outnumbered because. Uh, we were in yeah, Connecticut. That's very, like an away game. <laughs> a, a lot of yeah, high Guatemalan population up there in Connecticut and Hartford. So, um, yeah, I just wanted, yeah, just uh, go check them out, guys, because they're 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 really good, and they were one of the they were one of the first uh, podcasts that I stumbled on. So I'm just glad that uh, there's more podcasts popping up for for our team because there was really lack of coverage around that time. So, and there's uh more people coming up. So, um, go ahead, go ahead and give them a listen. So. That, that's that's all I gotta say. Uh, Cushing out. <laughs> all all you three guys are um, are guys that we looked up to and and like kind of looked at in the community as you know very vocal and you know standing on your opinions and and saying them with your chest and not really caring who you know has a problem with it. So we respect the hell out of you guys. And it's um, New York. They can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate you guys, um, you know, being being a part of this journey, and we love to hear you guys talk now. And uh, you guys have your own show, so it's awesome. Appreciate it. Hey, I mean, you got you guys used to always say, "Yo, we got to get Christian on the show." You guys still haven't gotten Christian on the show. What the fuck's going on? Man? I know you're a little elusive, um, <laughs> but would, yeah, we would, we got to we got to make it happen. Like, I would love to come on the show, even even when I first yeah. like, came on. I'm like, when I first stumbled on, I'm like. It'd be really nice to like, you know, kind of just be on the show since Joe was already on it in the off season. So, uh, we always say we're like, all right, we're gonna do a run of guests, and we're gonna do this guy, and we want to get this guy, and and then uh, I think like, you guys also had a uh, Michael Allen on on there one time, right? Yeah, Michael Allen's actually been on a few times. I think two or three times, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, well, um, I mean, I mean, the DMs are always open on Twitter. You've got my Discord now for uh, sure i know I, you're I a Steelers fan too right yeah i am a steelers fan so yeah some, i saw that weird shit there in the back there. of the I was, I, was, I was like steelers fact that was like steelers yep. yeah no yeah yo, I, yo, uh, you gotta you gotta let us know uh do you play on xbox or P- playstation xbox xbox you gotta let us know because we sometimes we run um pro clubs pro clubs we haven't ran it in a while Ooh, but let I'm us know I'm looking for some pro, pro clubs in my life. Yeah, Davi sucks and misses last minute sitters. Well, so. well, 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 that well, that's because I have an 81 overall dude, and I don't play fucking pro clubs. So get off. I don't there. care. I don't care. You got to make sitters, man. All right. <laughs> so beyond the smokestacks, join the uh, NYCFC podcast sticker game. We we officially have uh, stickers. We've been handing out to, to uh, people at the last game. I gave them out to my co-host to hand out. We will have more on Wednesday and Saturday against the uh, against Cincinnati and the Revs walking around. If you see us, come up and find us. Get us a sticker. If you've been if you've been a ho- uh, if you've been a, a guest on the podcast, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, come up, shout us out, talk to us. Uh, very approachable. I'm heading 
I'm heading to Brooklyn tomorrow, so I'm so I'm looking forward to uh, putting a sticker in, into the subway. <laughs> if anybody wants to buy us a beer, except Davi, he's not old enough. Um, I definitely need Cerveza to get through these matches because I'll they take are a, I'll hard take to a watch. Chicken bucket. I'll take a chicken bucket. <laughs> that's, that's like 25 bones, dude. That's, it's, chicken butts are expensive. I mean, I mean, I mean a, beer, a beer is like almost the same now. I mean, get Davi a soda. Get us a beer. <laughs> I'll just I'll go into the press box and they make get chicken tenders coach. in there. I'll just get you a napkin full of chicken tenders and as many yo, as you want. I would yo, I'd love that shit, bro. Like no cap, I would love that. <laughs> and I, I promise, oh, I mean, also, I guess my, my Twitter pro- coach, my Twitter personality comes off as a dickhead. Um, but I'm I promise I'm really a, a genuinely semi oh, semi, semi nice person in real life. I will <laughs> say, <laughs> and this this will be the last thing I say. Um. If you ever get the chance to watch a game with, next to Coach Joe, do it. <laughs> Absolutely do it. Find out where he is. Sit next to him. Who cares about the person that's next to him that's supposed to sit there? They can scoop down. Sit and watch a game with Coach Joe. It'll change your life. You see, why are you guys trying to post potential like supporter section people for me? Like, like, come join me in the supporter section. Like That shit's like, no great. No one cares come about on. you, Christian. Uh, they t- I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love you. They're I mean, check over you there. Care about me? There's fucking like hundreds of people there. Like, just, like, just Justin just guys. likes. Uh, I have a tendency whenever Andres Jason gets the ball, I just start yelling, "Foul him! Foul him! You will foul him!" <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. All right, that does he's it for. Like, episode. He's just yelling. He's just yelling. Grab his legs. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for what episode are we on? Thirty. That does it for episode 34 of Beyond the Smokestacks. We will see. Uh, I think, Davi, you're not. Are you going to be there on Wednesday? Fuck no. These cunts okay. don't <laughs> Davi's not going to be there. He's abstaining. Was, I will be there. Christian will be there. Justin, you, are you going to? Are you making the trek to, to, to Yankee? I'm going to try. You're going to try. Gonna try. Right, we're we're, um, we're going to be out there. We're going to be outside. Rooting on the it boys. Was, it, was mili- it was military appreci- appreciation I, night last night. I mean, if, if, if this was like, if NYCFC was a military, everybody would have been destroyed, blood. Everybody would have been dead on the <laughs> battlefield. Hey, hey there's a shit. If I, if, I, if I was down to my last $10, I would still find a way to make it to uh, the game. I will be there on Wednesday. I will be there on Saturday. Uh, I've got a job interview coming up on Tuesday that I'm excited about. So, Fingers uh, crossed. Good luck. It goes well. Good luck. Uh, so, but uh, no, on Wednesday, um, I will be there and, you know, just hopefully we have something to sing about because, uh, and to be happy about, I mean, we're going to sing no matter what, but just hopefully we have, you know, just uh, listen, nothing can erase the past, but <laughs> we can, you know, you're only as good as, as your last match. And uh, hopefully this one's a dub. Um, yes, I hope my prediction is wrong. Three points. I hope last that match wasn't a dub. Three points has a funny way of, of making everything feel a little bit better. So let's get let's get these fucking yeah. three points. Um, as always, even though it's all doom and gloom right now, and we're, we're we feel like we're in freefall mode, New York will and continue to always be blue. Peace. And chopped cheese will always be better than cheesesteak. And fuck oh, chopped chop cheese. cheese. <laughs>